0: Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This episode, we are going to talk about a new Threaded Redemption, the Scott Porter unboxing that happened this last week, the comic book news previews for X-Men, House of X, and of course, do a little bit of community section, Jedi Legend Tip of the Week, and we got some questions regarding Thursday Throwdown. As always, I'm your Sexy Ranch and co-host, Calder Ness. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Dial H for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Black Friday's coming up. Oh, baby, I can almost taste those deals. Ooh, yeah. And as always, joined in this studio, you can't mm. talk yet, weren't introduced, weren't introduced yet, can't talk, shut up, shut the hell up, is my co-host, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Now you may speak. Speak when spoken to. Please. Corporations Simple run goal. this country, Calder. I'm not sure if you're aware of that,
1: but this Black Friday, this Cyber Monday, all they're doing is giving you illusion of choice and keeping you down. We need to get rid of the man. Get rid of these deals. I say pull, pay full prices no,
0: no, all the time. No, always. no, nope, no. no. The illusion of choice is thinking I I cannot show up to my family's Thanksgiving this year. That's the illusion of choice. I have to be there. If I'm gonna have to suffer through that all day Thursday, let me spend money as recklessly as I wish on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Please spend your
1: money on what do you What are you a Coke fan? Or a Pepsi fan.
0: It's the same <laughs> thing, Calder. Either. It's whoa, the whoa, they are not the same thing. Hold <laughs> up. Hold up. Yes, they are both soda companies, pop companies, whatever. They are not the same thing. One is sufficiently better than the other. I mean, yeah. some people would say marginally. I would say they are wrong. There's a very obvious difference that Coke is 1,000% times better oh, than any Pepsi product. Wow. Yes. I, thought you were,
1: I thought you were a Pepsi man. I didn't realize I was I've been recording no, this I'm whole a time Pepsi with a coke man. guy. Yeah, out of here. That's yeah, disgusting. Darn right. Oh. Darn right. Yeah, take your sprite and your I want
0: I want my pop I don't even know what to other taste things like they make. going down my throat. I want it to have a hard, sugary, coarse bite when I drink pop, dude. I don't want this sugary, eh, it's Pepsi. Like, get out of here with that. Ugh. Anyways, Dial H for HeroClix is a Hero cooks podcast. Maybe you maybe you haven't hadn't noticed in this ramblings of the past four, five minutes. I'm going to start off each week with what made us happy. Simeon, I am contractually obligated to ask what made you happy this week, my man.
1: This week, what made me happy was getting some great deals on a new desk.
0: Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, it turns out uh, you I finally... Finally, I don't know, how long has it been, Calder, since I bought this desk? I feel like eight months, nine months, probably, I think it was like back in January when I built this computer and I bought a desk. Finally, I will be able to get rid of the cardboard boxes that my monitor and computer are sitting on, and I will be able to put them on a nice wooden veneer desk with a I mean, it's not actually a desk. It's just a tabletop that I'm going to set on top of uh, two drawers. But still, oh, quality is quality. And uh, you don't get much more quality than uh, things that aren't screwed together, you know.
0: Uh, well, it's it's an upgrade from the cardboard boxes, that's for sure. Hard <laughs> to downgrade from the cardboard boxes.
1: <laughs> it would have to flood, <laughs> and they would have to turn into, like, mush And that would be the downgrade.
0: You can see this dude's PC gaming setup. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Listener, you take like a couple hundred dollar computer desktop, you know, and it's on on cardboard boxes in the corner of his basement. (laughs) And he's got this nice recliner that sits taller than everything (laughs) else it's the most awkward
1: thing oh i'm so <laughs> um, i've never been called a man of taste even though um, <laughs> it takes uh, a refined gentleman uh. to use cardboard as furniture calder
0: and like my setup's not like crazy better? Like, I've got a a plastic fold-out table I bought at Walmart. That's my desk. But, I mean, it's not... It's not not cardboard boxes. Hey, to be fair,
1: had Nebraska uh, Furniture Mart... And I'm gonna call uh, them out. I'm calling them out uh, on this podcast. (laughs) Had Nebraska Furniture Mart actually gotten my product in within a reasonable (laughs) amount of time, I would have had a desk eight months ago. The fact that... I paid $300 for a desk and eight months later, they still couldn't guarantee that it would be coming in anytime soon. I I had to return it. And it was like one of the the worst. I get get it, bro. I get it. It really tells you what kind of person I am when I call them. And they're like, oh, it'll be in the next two weeks. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And then they're like, oh, another two weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then like five months later, they're like, another two weeks. And I'm like, ah, sure, yeah. I still believe you, and then like eight months later, I'm finally like, okay, now like fool fool me seventeen times, Nebraska Ugh. Furniture Mart. Jokes on me, <laughs> fool me eighteen times. I want my money back,
0: and that was the. Oh. Uh. All right. Well, I'm so happy you finally have a desk. I I, I don't know i'll be able to do the rest of the show in in top condition but damn that's funny all right oh that's awesome uh i don't even know what made me happy this week what made me happy this week was laughing at simeon that's what made me happy this week (laughs) (laughs) that that made me laugh the hardest i have all week that is hilarious all right guys i think we talked enough about non-hero click stuff for one day so let's uh let's jump into the news Simeon unboxings they sure are pretty cool it sure is great when people get products to unbox for free oh that yeah. that sure is neat anyways scott porter started off his unboxing series uh sort of in a in an interesting way he uh first you know did the little post where was like "Ooh, it's coming soon and we're like but is it gonna be like timely is it gonna be like last time you know yeah, like where like are you get back scotty boy that he did you know, but it was but like, it was, hey, it was the next, it. you know, the very next day or whatever, two, three days, whatever, after the weekend, once it hit Monday, which is the normal unboxing day, boom, at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So this happened last time with the unboxing where it, it's normally around like 915, 930 ish in the morning is when I is when we, we, we notice there's a video up, you know, and we get screenshots, whatever. This didn't happen. I just assumed it wasn't going to happen. And then at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and this happened last time with like Spider-Man. Four o'clock in the afternoon. So whoever does the WizKids like video uploads, I don't know if this is their new thing, uploading super late on Monday. So like Monday is already a bad day in the YouTube algorithm to upload a video. But like they're going to do five five of these. Why not just make them every single, you know, at the same time for the series? I don't know. Uh, I know they upload all sorts of videos, though. They have, like, D&D, like, panel lock things. But either way, the WizKids person that uploads videos for some reason, like, slept on the, like, what time they were supposed to upload the Scott Porter uh, video on Monday for, like, the second unboxing series in a row. But that's fine. So we're each going to talk about one figure from the Scott Porter unboxing. But really quickly, Simeon. We finally got to see a lot of the sculpts from the set. Yeah. Uh, a lot of super airs, a lot of primes, chases, super Air chases or super primes, excuse me. Um, we got to see a lot. We ought to see a lot of commons uncommons, and rares. We're not going to talk about sculpture right now because that's our community Tuesdays question. So instead I'm going to ask you what were some of the highlight figures you saw in the unboxing series that Scott opened up and due to this unboxing, are you buying more or less product? So explain your answer. Going, for the class. Not going super into detail
1: about like this, like these figures, uh, some of the highlights for me were Raza, who's a rare at number 50, which just blows my mind when we have a rare at number 50. Uh, the chamber that is 35 points and it's a re-sculpt, which this was another thing about the Scott Porter unboxing. It would have been amazing and really like, forward-thinking, in my opinion, had they supplied him with some of like the figures that were re-sculpted to compare, like have the old like rare chamber and like some of like the older like figures the uh, rare gold balls who is now called Egg. I don't know when his name changed. Egg. Don't get started
0: on Egg. Yeah. Jeez.
1: That's for you Chris. We got
0: Egg in this set.
1: (laughs) I can't wait for my opponent to play Egg and I even just go like... I'm going to crack that egg and then I hit it for like 6 Ah-ha! damage and Ah-ha! KO it. Um, you hit it for 4 damage and KO it. No, he's 5 clicks long. He's, is he? He's oh, I thought he was like 3 clips For blocks. 25 points, egg is egg. beefy. Uh, Freaking. Yeah, so I mean we get a Magneto that is going to be re-sculpted not only as a rare, but probably he's also same sculpt as a super rare that we'll probably talk about later. And then probably like an uncommon or common version. Um, But yeah, it would have been, in my opinion, it would have been really forward thinking, really intelligent on their part to supply Scott with some figures that he could like compare to. Um, Oh yeah. I also really like the, the sinister clone he pulled on day two. You can like actually see the little plates and the like abs and the fingers you can like that is a really good for a generic figure that is a really good uh, display of the quality that like the bigger sculpts are supposed to be bringing. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, The Wolverines look pretty generic to me like they they don't look super different than previous Wolverines. I'd really love to get a super rare from XXS re-sculpted. Man, that'd be cool to have that as like an uncommon or something. Um, other than that, uh, there wasn't like a ton of standouts. There was, uh, I know the one that I'm not going to talk about is the the super rare Prime Apocalypse and the uncommon, right. unique Moira X. The Moira X is really cool. She has a thing where she only takes one damage each attack, and then she can access all powers from previous clicks. So it's not like pick a power. It's when she's on click uh, six, she's six clicks long. When she's on click six, she has access to every power that's on her dial, and that's pretty cool. Um she can use standard pr- powers printed on her card for lower click numbers. So, yeah, when she's on click six, she just has stealth, running shot, charge, sidestep, force yeah. blast. Every, I mean, almost every single power. There's a few that she's, of course, missing because, again, Moira isn't technically, you know, like a... She doesn't actually, like, pulse wave or super strength or, like, those kind of things. But she does have quite a bit of versatility. Um other than that, I don't think there's a lot of crazy standouts that I'm not gonna mention. Uh the rare Professor X, if you've read the story, was kind of lackluster to me. He does a mind control that's similar to the XXS Xavier, where he can like kind of see through a bunch of stuff. The only difference is like his... I think his range actually might be a little bit lower. I can't remember. Uh, I think it's the same. But yeah, like it's... I don't know. It's not like putting a soul into a husk kind of Professor X. uh, Downloading the souls of like every living mutant Professor X that I was like really looking forward to. And uh, that's a little sad for me. I was kind of hoping for that kind of thing, but yeah. Um and then the Super Rare Apocalypse what day was he on? Was he on day three? He uh has like a cool thing where he gets to pick four friendly characters of fifty points or less and they become his uh horseman of the apocalypse and he has the horseman keyword so we're finally getting like the horseman that. keyword that is cool. Yeah, he also has the the behind-the-scenes key, like, trait, which we saw in uh, XDPS, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. But yeah, Yeah. you get, like, little powers so you can give, like, uh, Happy Hogan or, like, Aim Red super strength or poison or uh, Jason opposing characters can't be healed. You get to, like, give, like, whoever you want these little powers when you play him, And he's got a lot of like options as far as like his dial goes to choose what kind of apocalypse you want to play. So I feel like it's a pretty awesome super air prime uh, as far as just having, just having it for like casual nights. It doesn't seem like it's overpowered, but it seems like it's really dynamic and thematic and has a lot going on. That'll be really fun to run like a 250 point, uh apocalypse with like some horseman kind of thing and you get like all the little bonuses but that's my that's my takeaway from the set
0: gotcha i guess my main takeaway from all of this is that uh i am still not an x-men fan and i still don't care so i need <laughs> approximately zero figures so far from the set and i am pretty happy with that now that's coming from a collector you know, whatever standpoint. If I actually care to look at any of these people, if I even attempt to tolerate the fact that the the letter X is splattered across this set, um, if I ever actually care to do any of that and be like, oh, what do they do mechanics-wise? Well, I might start looking into it a little bit. Um, We'll see. We'll see what they do for the soldier keyword. That's honestly probably it. Um, Yeah. Other than that, it's an X-Men set, and I get to once again for the since the dawn of my HeroClix career, skip buying a skip uh skip buying a brick or any blind anything of an X Men set, which I am excited about because so far I need one figure and that is Nightcrawler, see, uh, and that's pretty cool. So see, for let's me, go ahead. Even though I'm an X Men fan, I know
1: that Fantastic uh, Future Foundation, I guess, is coming out after this, so I'll probably pick and choose a few figures from the set that I think will go like up in price or like I won't be able to get easily later on I don't know if I'll buy a full brick of this uh, yeah. this particular set but then I'm going to completely buy out as much fan or future foundation I really want to call yeah. it Fantastic Four too because I mean that's what it is but it's, it's future foundation I mean it is it's Basically Fantastic Four, too. I just
0: realized, like, through this podcast, through, like, listening to nerds talk about, like, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four... Avengers, whatever. I I think I'm not a Marvel fan. I don't think I'm a Marvel fan. I think I'm a Captain America fan. And that is it. I do not. I do not care about Spider-Man, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, or any of the Avengers unless Captain America is involved. I do uh, not think I'm a Marvel fan at all. Oh, future foundation.
1: Thank you for reminding me of another set I get to skip.
0: Yeah. Also that that's basically what just happened. But then I remember, Oh wait, apparently Jim Hammond, the human torch of the invaders fame of teaming up with captain America fame is also in that set. So I'll have to at least get him. So yeah, no, I, I just like, ah, I really, I really just don't really like Marvel do. I? (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. I just noticed that after like the last rant from last week and then just looking at more X-Men and just realizing how many people are X-Men fans that are in their, 30s to 40s hero cooks age range and i'm just like disgusted visibly and audibly disgusted at x-men anyways let's talk about some x-men shall we uh first up i'm gonna talk about bishop from scott porter's unboxing series now i'm talking about bishop mostly because he's he's cool i will tell you this i've always liked bishop in a way because i like the time traveling stories anything that has to not do with the main lame x-men i'm all down for Time traveling stuff is cool i liked the way the um wolverine and the x-men bishop worked and so i'm so i'm glad to get a new one this one is cool specifically because his significant appearance is from the x-men animated series so this is the first x-men animated character i think i don't think they made any x-men animated le's whatever outside the x-men animated set showing up in another set which is really cool it's really dope i like that which means Unlike the DC animated stuff where they did LEs or they did a uh, specific other DC animated set, we have an X-Men animated character showing up in a non-animated set. And I love that. That's just chef's kiss. It's beautiful. So let's get into Prime Bishop here, Sowie. Also, speaking of significant appearance, that is information you can find on the card, but not information that you can find on Clicks Nexus or HC Realms. You're getting called out, guys. Love <laughs> you, Joe. Love you. Well, HC Realms I know I guess.
1: for sure isn't going to do anything about this.
0: They're never gonna uh, do it, but, but you should Joe put this significant Pengrezzio, appearance on the card, so we can get uh, all the card information. Yeah, if you because why not have
1: all the card information? Joe Pangrazio directly,
0: he might do that. So yeah, if you if you really want significant I, I appearance, mentioned it, I mentioned it to him. And, no, yeah. I mentioned it to him, and he said start a petition, and I'm like, mm, I'm not really a pe- ugh, petition this is the, person. This is the petition right now. This, <laughs> this is, is the, the petition right action. now. Hey guys, if you want the significant appearance. All, AKA, if you want the full card information online, message Joe Pangarazzi on Facebook.com. Tell him Dial H sent you. Tell him put that significant appearance <laughs> on the card. Anyways, Bishop's got two traits. He is This is the prime version of Bishop 03B. Uh, time traveling with my sister, phasing teleport, period. Once per game, when Bishop uses it, after resolutions, you may generate a shard bystander. So that's cool. You get a phasing teleport and then plop a shard down for free. And she's not bad either. Shard has six range, no special combat symbols, doesn't need him, running shot, or sorry, precision strike, toughness, and uh, three damage. So she's a 317108. So for some reason, I said it from the bottom. Let's get into shard really quick. Opposing characters can only attack characters within five squares of themselves. Now that I absolutely love. And then she has another trait. This just keeps her balanced, aka so she can't be used with Jason Wingard. Literally Wingard thing. (laughs) It is. Uh, after resolutions of any action if no friendly character named Bishop is on the map KO shard luckily for us there are two bishops to choose from uh, sadly if we go with this one uh, when building a Wingard team it will not be a theme team unless he has X-Men I honestly don't remember and it would also eat up a prime slot which is a yeah. you gross no go so I don't know if she's necessarily she would be great option for Wingard but that little stipulation makes it a little rough depends kind of the- same thing with Franklin, I feel like uh, the try other Bishop try. will be like 85, 90 points. Um, oh, we've already seen him. he's like 50. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's maybe pretty, he's you'll 31. run it. but we, we saw him and Normal Shard, who does not have the same any click as the Pog Shard, which is a bit of a shame. But I get it. That one's technically the uh, comic book shard. So anyway, let's get into the rest of Bishop here. He has the X-Men Team ability. His second trade is fixing the timeline. When Bishop attacks 1 plus characters with the past and or future keywords, that's 1 or more basically is what that means, uh, with the past or future keyword, or that can use probability control, modify attack plus 2 and damage plus 1. He has a special defense power, which is ESD and toughness for his entire dial, which is 5 clicks long, he's running shot, 11 attack, precision strike, top, top, sorry. The, uh, the thing is off. Does he have precision strike? He does not. Never mind. He has no attack powers. The The lighting is a bit off. Yeah. Uh, so he's running shot three clicks, sidestep on his last two, outwit for three clicks, and then range combat expert on his last two with ESD, toughness, the whole dial, and of course traded uh, phasing teleport. It's a solid bishop. He'll be a 13 for four if you shoot someone with the past, future, or uh, has probability control. So someone asked an interesting question. If they have access to theme team probability controls, does that mean they can use it? I would assume, you know, my gut reaction is yes, they can, but uh, it kind of goes into the whole outwit thing where I can outwit a power that you can use, and I can say like any power, even if you can't technically use it. So there's some weird, weird rulings. I wouldn't take my word for anything just yet. I didn't think that hard about it. I just figured it's worth mentioning for right now. So, anyways, that's Bishop. I think he's cool. I like him running and gunning. Doesn't have a gun though, just got like, glowy bits on his on his hands the part that kind of sucks about him being the only animated character in the set is that now he doesn't necessarily size up to the rest of the animated set which we knew was going to be a problem with this set but now i kind of wish they wouldn't have put somebody that would be teamed up with specifically older figures technically older figures in this new uh sculpt sizing because now it does look awkward as if it was just changing it going forward, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But he's specifically the animated series. And that's what all the other animated series guys look like. So whatever. It is what it is. But I think we're going to see a lot of complaints about them looking bad. I normally wouldn't complain. Like we got our 18th Wolverine in modern. And he, he's slightly taller. Doesn't really change anything really. But specifically because Bishop is supposed to work with the animated series. It's going to look a little funky when you put him on a team. Anyways, that's Bishop. Yeah, for, Scott
1: Porter, so from the uh, <laughs> rules book, it says uh, if a uh, let's see for theme team prob control, it allows characters on that force to use probability control, and Bishop checks for so can yeah characters that just can use probability use control. So it does not yeah, yeah it doesn't specify that yeah. it's like a different version or, or anything. It also, just if your opponent just has a theme team. Yeah, so if it's a named theme it's team, they technically have the ability to use prob control.
0: You can so, be a uh, yeah. twelve for five on click four with range combat expert with that trait, targeting someone with past, future, or prob. That's pretty sweet. Hey, yeah, it's... Or an eleven for five if you want to be on click five. That's pretty hot. I like There's that. There's a lot of sides that range qualifiers. combat expert always together. So they have to have zero or
1: one action. So if somebody's got like two action tokens, they technically don't have access to theme team prob control. So it's like a weird... Oh. It's a very weird dynamic that they have going on with that wording. But uh, it's interesting nonetheless. Um, so you, what do you want to talk about in this segment, man? Well, in the same, the same day of unboxing as Bishop, because Scott Porter not only pulled... Two primes, a super rare prime and a common prime. He also pulled number 067, Old Man Phoenix. Now this is James Howlett, the Phoenix Force, X-Men, Cosmic, and Future Keywords. Uh he's got two big traits. He's got a lot of big everything. Huge sculpt. I don't see how you wouldn't be able to tell that this was like in your booster. Maybe the size difference of all the figures is going to throw people off a little bit. But, man, like, there's going to be some beefy stuff in this set. But this is, like, a huge sculpt compared to the the others. Um, So, he's got one trait. That is, uh, Mutant Regeneration and Cosmic Resurrection. At the beginning of your turn, roll a d6 and heal Old Man Phoenix half the result. So, it's just a beginning of the turn thing. So, I mean if you have a way to push him or like if you take some damage, you can instantly at the beginning of your next turn, heal from one to three without doing any power actions or free action. It's pretty cool. Uh, he's also got the earth was dead and gone. You should have left it... Wait, you should have left it that way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when okay, opposing character gotta, would be KO'd, fight. but isn't after resolutions, give them an unwanted resurrection token. Characters with the unwanted resurrection tokens can't heal, evade, or reduce damage. And there's no way to remove those tokens listed. So once you have an unwanted resurrection token, you just have it. Uh, So me and Calder were talking before, and this works on things like the Krokoan Revival. Um, It also works on things like the Immortal Hulk. Anything that says instead of being KO'd. Uh, this power will work on. And so sometimes it's better than others. So the fact that you can't heal is potentially good. Uh, it doesn't work on, like, a stop click. If they just have a stop click that's, like, a stop before they're KO'd, then it doesn't activate. It has to be a character that would be KO'd but isn't. So, like, Thane, the L.E. Thane, is, like, a good option. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the Krokoan Revival, of course, is going to be, like, the biggest one in this set. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the fact that they won't be able to heal, evade, or reduce damage. The reduced damage is big because that means, like, let's say you have a Dark Phoenix that gets KO'd and your opponent resurrects it with the Krakoan Revival, and then all of a sudden it can't be healed can't evade and can't reduce damage so even on its stop click you can just poison dark phoenix to death or you know something like that it's a pretty good trait um we'll see if it actually gets used but it is like board wide so you don't have to get like up close and personal to get that trade off it just is what it is he has two special uh powers on his dial he has a special speed power that is This time, nothing on heaven or earth can stop me. Charge flurry. Ah, a Wolverine with charge flurry, you say? And then he has a special... Truly Yeah, so crazy. Uh, He has a special damage that is righteous anger is all all the fuel I need. uh, That it gives him battle fury and exploit weakness, which is also a fun combo. He has those two special powers his entire dial. And his entire dial for 160 points is nine clicks. He also has uh, the new and improved Cosmic Energy team ability, which uh, for Marvel used to be Power Cosmic and for DC used to be Quintessence. It is now uh, Cosmic Energy, which just is the Protected Outwit and Willpower. So... um, it's cool that they're unifying all the team abilities. I hope they do that with everything. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I really like that. His dial is pretty crazy. So, as I said, he's got a 160 point dial that's nine clicks long. If you go with his 90 point dial, it cuts his dial about in half and it's only five clicks deep. A um, little bit less, or a little bit more than half at 90. So, at 90, you start off with a click of invuln, Of course, you've got that special speed power his whole dial, that special damage power his whole dial, an entire attack power of blades throughout his whole dial. It goes from 12-12 on clicks 1 and 2 to an 11 attack on clicks 3 through 7, and then his last two clicks are 12s again. Uh, He starts off with a 19 impervious, goes to a 19 invuln, and then three clicks of 18 invuln including his starting click for 90 and then a click of 18 toughness and then his last three clicks are just regular toughness uh 17 toughness so he's got a lot of stuff going on uh this is a character that would benefit a lot from being equipped probably with like the soul gem or really i don't know anything uh like a for 160 points, he's going to be, like, his own little army kind of thing. So, you're really going to want to protect him somehow. Give him the ability to heal up with his charge, uh, steel energy, blades, flurry kind of thing. And then lower on in his dial. Um, it wouldn't hurt to, like, have some, like, prob or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be a chase that is, like, worth getting. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to go crazy high in price, other than the collectability kind of factor. The fact that, like, this will probably be the only Old Man Phoenix we ever get in HeroClix. Um, but other than that, I don't think anyone's going to be chasing this for, like, competitive aspects, which is a little sad because that one trait yeah. really makes him so close to being just amazing that, uh, KOing a character and then when it would come back makes them really cool um I just don't think it'll be 160 points or 90 points cool especially if your opponent doesn't have any like you end up playing somebody that doesn't have any kind of figures that do that
0: yeah it's really niche which I think is kind of like the shame of it but you know, I think we all want you to know, be able to show up to competitive tournament and it be our favorite character on our team. And I think for 160, he has a lot of really good stability. And I mean, the price point of 160 is, is awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty sweet. But at 90 points with just invulnerability and then not being able to ignore penetrating damage or pulse yeah. wave at all, uh, the, yeah, really the sucks damage. for five
1: clicks of life. And 19 sounds great.
0: Until your opponent has like three perplexes or you know, PDs it just it isn't something. I've I've learned that nineteen means absolutely nothing from oh, Andre yeah. the Giant. If Andre the Giant will teach me anything, it's that a nineteen defense means zero in the grand scheme of hero clicks, <laughs> dice,
1: anything. I had a yeah in Web of Spider Man when we were doing the Set's Appeal set, I had a twenty one defense on Groot. And my opponent still hit it in web of Spider-Man. They still hit a 21 defense to which I was like, that is hardly possible. Like it's and it. I mean, it was, he did have to roll really high, but like, I mean for 160 points, they're probably throwing three characters worth of points at this one character. That's over yeah. half the build. Um, and his damage isn't like, n- like bad, the fact that he has blades is kind of weird because his he's got an average of 4 damage over his die. 4, yeah. Where only 3 clicks of his damage is a 3 damage. The rest of it's a 4. So 6 out of the 9 clicks is 4 damage, which is great. I don't know why he only has blades when he is a like version of the phoenix. Um you would think you would have like some sort of I guess he's got exploit to get through reducers, but you'd think he'd have, like, some sort of, I don't know, something, steel energy, something like that, I don't know, something, like, printed or as a
0: special power for his attack. Yeah, that'd be cool. Certainly a lot cooler than just blades. I get it, you know, it's Wolverine, but... From a gameplay, like wise thing, he could have given him some kind of cool, like cosmic damage blades thing, as opposed to just normal blades, where it was like straight up just penetrating blades would would have been a thousand times cooler. You know, would have been pretty sweet. But uh, ah, it is what it is. It's where we're at. You know, I guess he has exploit weakness, doesn't he? This whole dial, is it the whole dial. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, you know, that's yeah, it's right. His whole dial. That's fine. And Battle fury, but so uh,
0: but still, the four carry, damage. It, you know, you really don't want to take that that risk, that chance. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I dig it. Uh, did you mention the whole cosmic energy thing? The healing at the beginning of your turn? No, 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 no. The team ability being oh, rebranded yeah, yeah, from yeah. Power Cosmic. Okay, How sorry. They're, they're combining I out there. Uh,
1: Power Cosmic and Quintessence. Yeah, I I really like the design of this one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they'll be able to do like Brotherhood of Mutants and like Suicide Squad and stuff like that, where there's there's a lot of crossovers, but it's like team specific kind of crossovers. And I don't know how they'll be able to do stuff like that, but I I really hope they try. Give them
0: another 19 years. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: (laughs) Alright, uh, that wasn't the only bit of Wolverine in the x Sorry, House of X. Excuse me. I mean, every X-Men set's Wolverine set. It's not ourselves. It's Wolverine yeah. in the X-Men. Yeah, I mean, Wolverine's going to be in it. Um, sorry. Uh, House of X. Uh, we got a article from comicbook.com. You know, they post a lot of articles <laughs> all the time. Um, but Jamie here always gets the cool previews for Click stuff. I kind of wish there was like... A notification I could get specifically that's like just the hero clicks articles, which would be really cool. But it is what it is. They show off a Wolverine and a Cyclops team up card. They show off some dude named North reusing the rare slash common Magneto sculpt and then they show up a chase binary. But who I'm going to talk about is none other than the uncommon prime Zorn. So it's X O R N like corn, but with the X. How cool <laughs> is that? He's got one keyword. It's X-Men. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna read his trait, and then when I tell you about his dial, his trait is gonna make a lot more sense. Now he is 70 points, which sort of seems like a lot, but I I would say he's worth it. So the X Men team ability because you know he's an X Man. He looks like Ghost Rider, but in like a gi and frilly you know blanket towels on his wrists and waist, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, so his trait is
1: defensive. Not the old like, yeah head fully encased zorn. This is the, the flame head of Zorn.
0: I't know what, I don't know what any of those words mean. I'm unfamiliar with Zorn as a character. Uh, he has a trait, defensive measures enacted. Zorn takes a maximum of one damage from attacks. Ooh, that's hot. Zorn can't be chosen for mastermind and then free. deals Zorn one damage. So he has an alternating dial. He has five clicks of life. His top click. Uh, he's got 7 range, flight and indomitable. It's pretty cool. His top click is 10 speed phasing. He has a 12 attack. His whole dial on his last click. Uh, so 12 attack with telekinesis. 19 defense with defend, which we just said doesn't matter. Uh, but it is nice. And then a 0 damage with support. And so that is what his clicks look like on click 1, click 3, and then click 5. The only difference is that his defense goes down from a 19 to an 18. And he has regeneration on click 5. But all the same powers. On clicks two and four, so on his even dial, he has running shot with eight speed, 12 attack, penetrating psychic blast, 16 defense with nothing, and three damage on click two, four damage on click four. This is pretty cool. So he takes one damage at a time, right? He's got a 19 defense. You got to you gotta hit him five times, and you got to hope no one does the X-Men team ability or... He goes to his regen, click, heals all the way up. There's nothing that stops him or makes him only heal one click at a time, which is really cool. So it makes sense this guy's prime. So he's filling very specific roles whenever you want to fill them because he's always going to be on one of the other two clicks, right? So if you don't want to be crazy defensive or you you can afford to, uh, to take damage and heal later, you can go like, oh, I need to do a running shot pen blast this turn. I need to have a good attacker. And then... You know, deal him a damage, right? It's great and it's free, so it's not at the beginning of your turn. You got to choose. You can running shot pen blast, then deal him with damage, put him on a 19 defense, defend. It's pretty sweet, right? You can running shot pen blast, deal him one damage, put him on his regeneration click. Maybe you shouldn't do that, excuse me. Not if you running shot <laughs> pen blast first. You, I mean, you can uh deal one damage, put him on regen it, uh, to have the higher defense. If you really want to yeah. have an 18, you do get an eight, yeah, you do get a higher defense. Uh, but anyways, no, I just really dig the way this guy works. Now they make a, we didn't mention juggernaut at all because we may potentially have a a podcast more, more, uh, you know, more focused on juggernaut later, but we don't mention juggernaut, but he, he ignores stop clicks. Right. And then in the same set, they introduce Moira X and Zorn who don't have stop clicks, but only take one damage at a time, effectively stopping the turning of the dial, which is pretty, pretty hot you know, so it's like, really, guys, you finally get something to get sort of stop clicks. Then you make some people that only take one damage at a time. Whatever it is, what it is. I like the way Zorn plays I like his mechanic a lot. I think he's pretty cool uh, for a prime. It's just a shame that he is an X-Men keyword only, which means I will never play this figure. But that is OK. Zorn is cool, though. I like him a lot. I think he's cool. I think there's fun tactics to do. I think he's fun and casual for sure. I think Zorn's awesome. Yeah. One thing to keep
1: in mind with him is that. He's not protected pulse wave, so a single target pulse wave will still do. No, oh, that is four true. Clicks of damage, yeah. and it says damage from an attack. So, and if
0: you force blast him
1: uh, yeah. off a ledge,
0: etc. Yeah. yeah, knocking
1: him off of elevated will still do damage. not two. from an attack. Oscar uh, Lock could potentially do like three, although oh, it geez. would be Oscar Lock to click two, Oscar Lock to click. Uh, four and then the last one would just KO him because that's how that works but yeah um other than like those kind of things so anything that's not an attack will end up dealing him damage but uh dealing him damage normally but um other than that yeah just like a super good little like tank and a 19 defend for 70 points There's not a lot of 19 defends going around, but it's pretty sweet. Um, So I do want to, before I get into my figure, I want to mention what the team-ups do for Wolverine and Cyclops because I really like the Wolverine one. Uh, It's team-up Colossus, and if you know Wolverine and know Colossus, you know what this team-up is going to be. So uh, it gives friendly character uh, telekinesis. But only to place adjacent Wolverine. So Wolverine has to be adjacent Colossus, and then Wolverine can be or Colossus can use telekinesis, but only to move an adjacent Wolverine. Uh, when the listed friendly character uses it after resolutions, Wolverine may use Charge at no cost, and then that's the rest of the team up. Uh, the only cool thing about this is that this Wolverine is 60 points. He has charge flurry with precision strike, three damage, eleven attack. So you can you can finagle it and boost this Wolverine to like a really high damage output. But you're basically getting four attacks with this kind of thing. Yeah, so that's nice. You get a TK out. That's six squares. Then you get a charge five because this Wolverine has nine speed, so he gets to run five. So that's already an eleven square reach and then just printed you have an 11 for three you get two attacks from that and then you don't even have to break away for the wolverine's charge flurry you can just activate flurry as like a power action because you did the first one at no cost so that's just uh it's a lot of attacks for a really cool thematic team up card i really like that one i think WizKids did a really good job on this particular one um the Cyclops one, I do not know what this team is particularly. Um, I know they're all X-Men, but it's it's a cool team-up nonetheless. So it's team-up Colossus, Whoa. Emma Cyclops Frost.
0: Cyclops is on an X-Men team? Yeah. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Uh, it's
1: team-up with uh, Sorry, Colossus, keep going. Emma Frost, Magic, and Namor. So I don't know what they were doing or why they teamed up, but it's a cool team-up because if they have one or more Simeon, Simeon. Uh, listed funny listed. Those are the characters. Phoenix
0: Five, Simeon.
1: Emma Frost, Those
0: are the Magic Phoenix Five, anymore. Simeon. Ah. He gives them the Mystics team ability and invulnerability and in of it is the Phoenix, the Phoenix five.
1: five. Yeah. Okay. That's what they do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, like, on paper. I'm not much of an X Men fan, but I know paper paper my hero clicks name, more. It, yeah. On paper, like, it just does not click. Uh, Magic Yeah. Seemed, no, I gotcha. Ma- Magic and Namor are the two that, like, just seemed weird for that to me. Yeah. Especially with, like, Hope no, and Rachel out there now. But, uh,. True. if you have Cyclops and one or more of those listed characters on the map um, they can use Colossal Stamina and then if Cyclop, Cyclops 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 uh, why is one it eye, clapping one eye Cyclops saying... uh, if you have Cyclops and all of the friendly listed characters on the map uh, they can use Invulnerability Defend and the Mystics team ability Which is just a huge combo of powers. Uh, Invulnerability is a great reducer. It's not like the best, not the worst. Defend is pretty awesome to give to everyone. And then Mystic's team ability is really awesome. Especially being able to give that to the Colossus, who usually can reduce by a lot. Anyhow, same with Namor. They're usually pretty tough people. Uh, I really like both of those team-up cards. Um, As I said, the, the Wolverine, the whole... Fastball special, and then as I said before, I started talking about it. The Phoenix Five team up that Cyclops has, because I knew that ahead of time. um Pretty good ones. The figure I'm going to talk about <laughs> is not the Chase Binary. It's going <laughs> to be the the super rare North. Uh, of course, this is Kanye West's son. Um, his name is unknown, was, but we we're quite. If aware. You were gonna make that joke. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the first keyword that he has listed here is because it's so it's so tiny. I can't tell. Uh, horseman. It's horseman. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a. I think he's. I can't remember which horseman he is. Um, but he's got the the horseman one. keyword. He's got X Men and he's got future because he comes from an alternate future where they're, like, splicing mutant DNA. So that's his first trait, is mutant chimera, yeah. which, if you know your, like, what, Greek mythology kind of stuff? Uh, Old you know, metal
0: alchemist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, Greek yeah. mythology, There's, yeah.
1: I mean, the term comes up a lot. <laughs> they still use it today. Yeah. Uh, so he's a mutant chimera. Um, he has, you know, three different DNAs spliced into one human body or mutant body. When North uses the X-Men team ability to heal another character, uh, this turn that character's attack value becomes 12. And then when another character uses the X-Men team ability to heal North, this turn his attack and damage values become equal to that character's printed values. So he gets to kind of like take on whatever they stats are and if he heals them they get a 12 attack which is pretty solid you could activate this without actually needing to heal just to give somebody a 12 which is pretty cool Uh, he also has telekinetic shielding which is energy shield deflection when north is targeted by a non-adjacent character for that attack you may choose that they can't that he can't use energy shield deflection and instead increases the results of his impervious and super senses roll by plus one so, that's kind of a cool option. You can drop, uh, drop energy shield to have a plus one to two different rollouts. Uh, he has a special speed power that is amplified control over mind and magnetism. Running shot, when North uses it, after resolutions, he can use either telekinesis or mind control at no cost. So, again, really good two free things that you have uh, available, and then his special defense is Perfected Combination of Mutant DNA, and that is the Impervious Supersense defense that he has. He only has that for three clicks. Uh, It's on both of his starting lines, and then on his very last click. So, for 150 points, you get seven clicks of uh, life. For 75, you only get four. But... Either way, you're starting with that special speed and special defense power. Um, And the rest of his dial, he's got, so on click one, he's got an 11, 11, 17, 4. Of course, he's got that energy shield. He's got the ability to drop it to add one to his super senses and impervious roll. He also has shape change with 4 damage on click one. Then on clicks two and three, he goes to outwit instead. Then he's got uh, 17 with invulnerability instead of his special thing so you'll just have energy shield on those clicks there's no reason to drop it for the boost and then on click 4 is where his 75 point line starts and he goes down back to the shape change but down to 3 damage on that click and then his last click he's got running shot pulse wave with 4 damage and outwit and mm. a 12 attack so he's pretty cool in my opinion
0: i like him i like him a lot uh i'm a big fan of impervious super sensor shape change those that is my new people used to always be like oh super sensor shape change love that combo my new favorite combo is impervious super sensor shape change that combo is freaking awesome it slaps so i like this dude i like being able to be like uh, you know what see you later uh esd I like uh, I want to gamble a little bit. I like gambling. I'd rather gamble with a rollout than gamble with what their dice are gonna be. So I like that a lot. I think he's cool. No, I think uh he's he got future. Okay, he's got a non X-Men keyword. I might play this guy. He's pretty cool. I dig him. I dig him a lot. Yeah, I think the free uh, free mind control is never bad. Free mind control, free think- TK. Those are obviously good things just looking at, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Onslaught.
0: Uh, let's say I'm like
1: playing him at 75. Most likely, he has uh, on 75 point line. He starts with TK for three clicks, and then has that last click of Pulse Wave. Um, but if I've got three out uh, three rollouts, unless my opponent is outwitting a bunch of stuff, I'm probably always going to drop the energy shield to have that plus one roll, because then I've got a 50 50 super senses, a 50 yeah, 50 impervious, it and then a normal shape change um mm-hmm. which Absolutely. is pretty awesome if i there's a way to give him like protected uh penetrating damage then like that just would make him like stellar um of course you can easily give him like the Herald dial to
0: like protect him from outwit or whatever but doesn't from outwit which is yeah. nice i mean there's a super easy way to give him protected penetrating damage
1: Is there a future... Never mind,
0: Josiah... No, no, never mind, Josiah Josiah X does not have... have I was going to say... Scientist, soldier, warrior... Well, Isaiah Bradley's from the future. Or at least there was one storyline where there was someone like that from the future. I don't know, never mind. I take it all back. I take it all back. Doug's army. Maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) That is the way. Well, he's got X-Men, so we could just use the... Uncanny. Oh, that's right. Magneto. Magneto. Uncanny Magneto. Yeah. There it is. Uncanny Chase Magneto for all your Golden Age games. Boom. Perfect. Problem solved. North we did is it. Now... Figured it out, boys. <laughs> north is now. High of uh, mine.
1: I, I don't know. Detected north-west. penetrating
0: damage. North. north <laughs> sure. Uh... Well, he can't really be Northwest if he's supposed to be true North now, is he? Sadly. Yes. Anyways, that's the X-Men set. I'm not going to buy any of it. Simeon. You're still at the same stuff from earlier in the show, I imagine. Yeah, I don't think I'll talking have to about see this would change Change your mind. <laughs> if there's a lot of generics, I'll be buying
1: probably a brick. Uh, if there's not a lot of generics, I'll probably just stick to singles on this one. Um, there's a lot of characters that are being redone that I don't need multiple copies of, like Storm, uh, etc. I don't need a ton of the Cohen Revival people. I probably need, like, one yes, or two you people do. can activate Yes, it. you do. <laughs> um, I was also kind of disappointed. So, like, in their article about, like, the sculpts, they talked about how armor was, like, half in transition to having, like, her armor. And it's not half in transition. She has, like, a gauntlet, which is, like, I was expecting kind of like a, like, Adam from war of light effect where he's like, you know, like kind of translucent as he's like growing or shrinking or whatever. I was expecting something kind of like that, where she would have like a transparent kind of like thing around her. The old, uh, the old armor just had like a shell around her whole body. This one is she just like one hand. arm. Yeah. She gets her hand, dude. which I'm, I'm like, it's cool. Period. It's like, I, I guess that's what they said it was. It's just, and that, again, uh, we didn't get into that armor. But Would you consider aware, that to be
0: more dynamic than
1: than a full body armor or just the um, hand? Actually, hmm. yeah. <laughs> Compared to the old armor who's just like standing there, like arms like straight at her like legs in like a full suit me. armor. This one is slightly more dynamic. Um, it just looks too much like Quake to well, me. Well, well, well. But yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. four stop clicks for 45 points this armor is also a really cool piece that's all i'm gonna say though i'm
0: gonna she know, was not on the list of figures yeah, previewed that we were gonna talk about you've already broken podcast over. code <laughs> i grow weary of the x-men uh to quote uh kyle richmond from earth x i grow weary of the mutants so let's move on to ladies and gentlemen it's been a long time since we did a thread dead redemption and this set this set deserves it so let's go ahead and get started in this week's Threaded Redemption. Friend, I just wanted to play. Now, firstly, we ain't friends. Don't make no mistake on that subject. Now, secondly, he can't hardly see, let alone reason. The reasoning ain't never been one of my strong points, neither. But and I do just fine. This thread is coming to us hot off the presses in H.C. Realms. It is none other than member The Question, with a Batman team symbol. Join date, April 2009. So I've been playing longer than I have, playing longer than you have. So let's see what the question is all about. He is making video game all-star dials. Now, when he first said this, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, dude, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, the best specific platform fighting game <laughs> ever made. Um, and then I was slightly disappointed to find out that it was just sort of like all video game characters. Yeah, and not really. And slightly more Nintendo, and not, not really any PlayStation like, characters at like all. In
1: any kind of specific order kind of just no. like oh yeah that's a character Um in video games yeah
0: video yeah, games he's that's just like got video games so like just to, like overview anyways no 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 no. we have to read no we got to read the, the intro first he <laughs> okay. says video game all-stars i've comma in the past comma made lots of dials for different video games and lots of those or for their own set ideas, comma. But to save time, comma, and for convenience for me and others, comma, I'm going to just post a thread for catch-all video game character dials, Just a lot of com just really a run-on sentence, I would say. First of all, grammar-wise, run-on sentence, buddy. That was bad. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. That I said, I admit some franchises are going to be more strong enough to hold whole sets for their own, comma, but again, comma, ease of reference here, period. I'll be posting frequently here, comma, but... I'm not against others posting their own ideas here, too. Well, that's good, because we're going to slap our ideas all up in your face in this Threaded Redemption. So he's got a couple of figures from Nintendo, from uh, game companies that make it for, like, you know, whatever. I guess all consoles, you would say, cross-platform. So I'm going to talk about... First, we're going to talk about a specific dial that we both sort of enjoy. And, you know, some tweaks that me and Simeon would make. Simeon and I, excuse me. Just... (laughs) grilled this guy's grammar I can't have bad grammar myself now can I uh, so I'm going to talk about the Doomslayer. so he's unique he's clocking at 100 points which I which I instantly hate by the way um, he is not a 100 point person the Doom Slayer is quite literally a one man army so this is already I love, very underpowered I love the Doom Slayer math like people have done Doom Slayer math where they're like
1: alright he can carry like this amount of ammo and this amount yeah. of guns so and he can run at like this speed, like assuming like x amount of frames is like this many feet, like how fast he can run with like this much weight, and they like calculate it
0: out, and it's just like some ridiculous inhuman feat that like Doom only, Slayer like, is he runs like twenty nine or it's, like something like that, something ridiculous. He runs crazy fast. Yeah, he's, he's doing like, like probably the, the, I think the fastest video game character actually. He's doing like, like he goes really freaking fast.
1: Sprint like Olympic sprint while carrying like thousands of pounds of gear and stuff
0: yeah like it's insane well you know head to toe in armor which and it's metal armor right to like say what you will i wear cosplay armor all the time and that's just foam and that sucks to move around in so i can't imagine like actual like heavy metal armor anyways so the doom slayer he only has uh, indomitable so really quickly the question may not know that improved movement and targeting exists. It's not apparent on this dial, but I just want to put that in everybody's head Yeah, for this thread. Doom guy. Yeah, doom Guy's got two traits. One is glory kill, which I actually sort of mentioned when I sort of made my own doom guy dial or when we were asked this question. I don't even know when it was March earlier this year. Who knows? But we, me and Simeon were asked a bunch of questions by Malcolm and a few other people. I don't even know if these actually by Malcolm. I don't think they actually were. Um, it might have been by Tmu. I'm sorry if I don't remember, guys. I'm sorry. Or Ben Jones. I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, it was to make a bunch of characters. And I chose Doom guy for uh, video games. So I had quite the similar thing. And this dude's trait is glory kill when Doom Slayer KOs an opposing character with a close attack after resolutions heal in three clicks. That is great. Uh, but Doom Slayer here only has six clicks of life, which I also guess what? I hate. Um, his second trade is Walking Arsenal, which is free. Choose a standard attacker damage power on the Doom Slayer's card that he can't already use. He may use the Chosen Power until your next turn. That is good. That is good. That is the way it really should be. I think that's a bad, a good way to do pick a power. So Doom's attack powers, I'll just go through his dial really quick. He has two clicks of running shot, two clicks of charge, two clicks of sidestep. This I also hate. Here's why. He should always have sidestep. You move uh, to, to stay still is to die. So it's good that he always has a way to move on his dial, but if he ever chooses to use range combat expert or close combat expert, uh, then he's not moving. He should always be able to move no matter what. So he should just I would say half running shot, half charge on his lower dial cuz having charge on his lower makes sense, right? I don't need charge on click 3 when I can heal 3 clicks when I KO something. I don't I'm not healing the maximum amount that I can, you know. So I should have it on my bottom 3, running shot on my top 3. Anyways, there's that. You should have sights the whole dial. That's my one nitpick. He has uh running. Sh- so sorry. Energy explosion, pen blast, blades, claws, fangs, precision strike, quake, and then incapacitate are all his attack powers. He only has one click of invincible. I'm going to say this is representing the armor mechanic and then the rest of his dial with toughness and then regen on his last click is representing the normal health mechanic, which I am okay with this way of making the Doom Slayer. I think that's fine. Then he is. Image powers go like outwit, range combat expert, exploit weakness, close combat expert, probability control, and then perplex, which is really, really solid. So, top dial, he can have outwit, prob, perplex, outwit, and then you know, you skipped exploit, mix and match any, any way. It's great, right? Yeah. Yes. I thought I said exploit. Anyways, he's no, got exploit maybe. too, that yeah. lime green one. So, here's my problem with it. Number one, it's a really short dial for Doom Guy. Uh, all the keywords are fine. Brute, soldier, mystical warrior. Those are all correct. Here's the one that hurt me the most, though. <laughs> the The ranged combat expert is called Flame Belch Launcher, which if you know how the Flame Belch works, it's not ranged combat expert. The Ballista is ranged combat expert. That's when you just literally sit there, boom, fire one shot. All right. That's the Ballista's freaking ranged combat expert. Flame Belch is fire. It's uh, hey, guess what, buddy? It's fire. It's not, the range combat expert is never fire. I'm sorry. So that that one was just like a quick riff on uh, on the flavor text. That one was just kind of like wrong. But I, overall, I like the dial. And Doom Guy should have ignores characters for sure for his movement. And I would say between the double jump, the grappling hook, like all the things he does, ignores hindering terrain. Probably ignores elevated because. With the double chomp and everything, he pretty much just does ignore elevated. So, improved movement ignores characters hindering and elevated would be great for Doom Slayer. Uh, 12 attack to start, I think. I think you should probably have some beefier values. He's got 11s and 3s for 100 points. He's already a great value for 100 points. But for the Doom Slayer, you should have made him 150. Uh, crank up the values a little bit. I don't like the end dial regeneration. I get why you put it there. But there's never really a focus like he's not Soldier Seventy Six. He doesn't just decide to stop from the fight, plop down a little healy thing, and sit around. Doom guy should always have a heavy, heavy focus on just killing things. So regen, I don't care for. That's just you know dial design. Maybe it's good, but for character, no. Six range. Give him at least a seven or an eight. Would you That's my my only thoughts on Doom guy. This is
1: like a good Doom guy, but not necessarily a good Doom Slayer. Because there is
0: like a distinction between, the Doom um, guy yeah, and the Doom
1: Slayer. it's like the I guess I would
0: I, I've been I've kind of just saying Doom guy, but yeah. yeah, no, I'll agree with that actually because the Doom Slayer is when he gets like, um, enhanced by the Seraphim or whatever was going on in that story, yeah, right? Like plus ultra. so like he's he's more than a man. Don't say that. Uh, he's more than like a human. <laughs> like he's more than like a human being at this point. So I think if we got rid of the twelves on this dial yeah because seven is so slow for how fast doom guy is running around or doom slayer is i think this is a good if we get if we give him invulnerability instead of invincible no outwit perplexer prob because like i wouldn't think doom guy would have those this is a good doom guy dial yeah it's in 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 the Doom guy, like, in the first Doom, Doom 1 and 2, I felt like I did spend a lot of time sometimes just, like, looking for health and armor before I went anywhere. So, like, him having regen is a lot better. I know you can find pickups in Doom Eternal, but they were way scarce. Like, the way the combat loop is made in that game, it's 100% focused on, like, just killing stuff. So, I think this dial, if we gave him invulnerability instead of invincible and then kept everything else the same, maybe got rid of the 12s, it would basically be a good Doom guy, Good Doom guy dial, not a good Doom Slayer dial. Appreciate even making anything Doom though, because I'm a big Doom fan, so I like it a lot. But yeah, I would say this is a Doom guy, not a Doom Slayer. Anyways, that was my one dial, and I talked about it a lot. That
1: it was, was my one dial I
0: wanted to bring up. Um, and then yeah, oh yeah, yeah, not knocking a, the
1: dial by the way. An opposing character, they he made the the imp uh, for thirty points, six range. Yes, leap climb, and you'll see if you go to this thread, you'll see a lot of leap climb. Again, uh, assuming that oh, yeah. he doesn't realize that you can just do improved movement because starting leap climb makes it feel more like an activation click, uh, especially on people mm-hmm. that have like sidestep or actual so
0: powers on their really click. quick. Uh, before we move on, uh, sorry. Since you brought up the imp, uh, should not be four clicks long. Should not have toughness. Doom guys should be able to kill this in one shot. That is kind of my problem for all his fodder characters. I think all of them have a reducer, or most of them have a reducer. Um the imp should probably have four or five range, not six. Leap climb is fine. I guess they leap all over the place. But uh, I don't think you should have toughness. I don't think any doom monster, especially fodder demon, is what the imp would be. You should have an eighteen defense, any point in the dial. So yeah. Not in love. I like the the idea of like when you make a set, you need to fill it out with generics. So I love that. Yeah. This this imp he should be easier to kill, just just saying. Like he should be able to be one shot. Yeah. Before I do
1: a like kind of full review of the thread, I'm gonna go over another unique in the set, and this is from a I guess an older game than Doom Slayer, but a a newer game when compared to like Little Mac and like which would be Punch Out and uh, the Mario franchise. This is from Borderlands 2, Handsome Jack. Uh, so, mm. he's the main antagonist in Borderlands 2. He's just like a snarky, jerk kind of dude. Um, can't even remember what he's actually trying to do, but sure. Uh, so, he's got the Hyperion uh, celebrity and scientist keywords, which are good. Um, that's Hyperion is the company that makes like weapons, and the one that he runs... Uh, then celebrity and scientist also makes sense since he's like billionaire CEO, uh, like worse version of like Elon Musk and Tony Stark kind of thing, uh, comes in at 90 points. And so he's not like a heavy attacker. He's more of like a behind the scenes kind of guy. So his dial is only, uh, five clicks long for 90 points. But what he lacks in dial length, he makes up in, like, top dial kind of stats. So his first thing is the Hyperion CEO. He's got leadership when Handsome Jack is the highest point character on your team, which would be kind of hard with 90 points, but it's possible. Uh, Friendly characters that either have no named keywords or have the Hyperion keyword may use colossal stamina. So that's great when making a celebrity or scientist-themed team if they don't have a named keyword. Um, he also has two special powers. He's got a special speed and a special damage power. The speed power is I will pay you to kill yourself. Uh, he's got mind control when he uses (laughs) it. And this is kind of how I think mind control should just work in general. So I like this. Uh, when he uses it to target a single opposing character and hits, instead of making an attack, that character may be dealt one unavoidable damage. So it's like you just punch yourself in the face kind of thing. I really like that. Uh, he's also got... So his uh, special damage is I'm such a rock star. He's got Outwit Perplex Probability Control. And then he is Protected Outwit Perplex and Probability Control. Which is just an astounding amount of stuff that he can do and be protected from. Uh, he's also got Shape Change and Super Senses when there is at least one friendly character named Digi Jack on the map. So... If you didn't notice, there's no there's no way to bring Digi-Jack in. It's not a bystander, which is a little sad. But I think it should be like a if-you-hit kind of thing. Um, so he's got that special speed power and that special mm. damage power on his first two clicks. He also has Mastermind on his first two clicks. No special combat symbols. Uh, click 1 is a 10 attack with Precision Strike. And then click 2 is a 10 attack with Psychic Blast. The rest of his dial is three clicks of sidestep uh, and an 11 attack psychic blast. He goes to willpower for his last three clicks and two damage for his last three clicks with shape change. Um, he does on his first two clicks have three damage, so he's at least doing some damage with his six range, two lightning bolts. Uh, but he's he's got a lot of stuff that's going on. I really like the ability, especially with a shape change super senses mastermind combo. Uh, and so the shape change super senses if he has the digi jack on the map, which is just like a hologram version of himself. Uh, it's really cool. And then if you pay, so he also has for 30 points, the digi jack, which I'm assuming is just like a transparent, uh, hologram version of the handsome jack. Um, for 30 points, you get the same six range, two lightning bolts sidestep with precision strike, 10 attack, two damage you get Indomitable on the Digi-Jack, which you don't have on the Handsome Jack, which is pretty strange, but Ooh. I'll allow it. Um, Interesting. So the Digi-Jack also has Shape Change Super Senses with uh, 18 for 2, and he's got 2 damage his whole dial. He goes between Precision Strike on click 1 and 11 tack Psychic Blast on click 2 and then another 10 tax precision strike on click three. Uh, and its defense goes 18, 17, 16. I don't really care for the Digi Jack, uh, whatever, bystander, not really bystander, but like generic, whatever filler piece you have here. Other than the fact that it makes Handsome Jack into a really formidable like bo- boss battle with enough of these. So you mm-hmm. play like five of the Digi Jacks. And You've got one handsome Jack, and you have like an actual hot boss battle that kind of recreates parts of the game.
0: Uh, it's it's neat. I think it would have been. Sorry, keep going.
1: No, that's that's about it. Like, it, I just think it's neat. I think that it's missing a few things. Um, he has like a lot of really cool. Well, I wouldn't say really cool. He's got a really uh, good catalog of dialogue in the game. It's.
0: It's all oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like, hilarious. Yeah. It's, game.
1: it's not like high quality stuff, but it, it is. No. It, it, no. it would be like better to have like some. Some like more kind of stuff that's like geared towards that. Mm. Um, and he's got a few things like, with his flavor text. <laughs> but yeah, you
0: learn so much about a villain's personal life through these through yeah. those uh, like the tapes and everything little... like but, but stallion is great too like that'd be hilarious if oh, there yeah, was a reference sure. to that in this but yeah no borderlands 2 is kind of made by handsome jack and also just having better playable characters in the first game yeah i'm sorry borderlands one is just like brick mordecai it's lame lame uh borderlands 2 guys were just like a thousand times better in just every way and handsome jack was such a cool antagonist in the game and it was also fun sort of mini side helper guy uh through halfway of telltales uh tales of the borderlands or whatever. Oh yeah. But what I think would have been cool with the digi jacks was do a um a cable or joker style style dial, you know the uh yeah. the cable from XPS, the joker from JLU you pay like 25 that points. would have been Yeah, that would have been cool where they shared the same click and you actually can't tell which one is jack, you know, like that would be cool. I would like that a lot. For sure. I do so, like yeah.
1: the mastermind um on the top dial of Handsome Jack, but if it was just, like... That is true, yeah. Some sort of... I don't know. Instead of Mastermind, if they all had the uh, Super Senses, since it's basically the same thing, like, he's either passing the buck onto one of his, like, uh, holograms, or one of his holograms is, like, you know, passing the buck on to someone
0: else or whatever. Um, or, yeah, or any, uh, any Hyperion person he decides to throw in front of him. Yeah, I think yeah. that. I like yeah, I guess you wouldn't want to put Mastermind on a on a Digi one, I suppose, in that in that same vein. So you know, but maybe this is a pretty yeah. solid way of working. Having, with it.
1: And that would be a good reason to not make the Digijack like uh transparent is if you're trying to confuse your opponent mm. and be like, Hey, this is the real one, which is one of the flavor texts on the Digijack. His right. shape changes yeah. Jack here, real one. Clearly it's not. You're you're transparent, you know, you're like a Yeah a separate character that says thirty points. We can points tell, man. Dial. We can yeah. tell. Yeah. You also have Indom, and in the normal Handsome Jack doesn't.
0: So, <laughs> that uh, I don't get. I don't. I think Jack deserves Indom. I think so. You know. Yeah. I think as, he like, never shut
1: up. That's well, for and, sure. Yeah, like, like in his boss battle, like he takes quite a bit of punishment and keeps does. like keeps rambling. So, yeah, for sure, he
0: deserves Indom. All right. Let's talk about some design uh, similarities we notice in this set. I'm going to go ahead and mention. I mentioned a few, I guess, but the one that kind of sticks out when you see certain characters like uh, I believe Link and Snake and what's his face Belmont Simon. Simon. Belmont. Yep. You you see this a lot, and that is they give they do a power action to choose certain weapons. So I'm going to use Link as an example here. So. You do a power action you choose the following until you choose again now this is only on his first three clicks and that's a bow which gives you a range of seven energy explosion from the bomb boomerang is prop control on lynx ranged attacks only ice rod is incapacitate fire rod is penetrating second blast i get that you're kind of using this as equipment in a way but same thing with Link and uh, and Snake. I don't think I'm ever going to give myself a power action to then like next turn in the future be able to just have incapacitate. Right. I think the incapacitate is like nine yeah. times yeah. out of ten, you know, not going to happen. I don't think I'm like, I have the four thoughts, like I'm going to so, give myself a token yeah, now. For
1: Snake, if it was something like incapacitate. eat a ration and like heal two clicks kind of thing, so it was like power action, you equip like the ration to heal two clicks, that's like something that would actually make sense. Same with Link. Link does like a lot of like health potion, like healing himself up kind of things. Yeah. Um, the
0: incapacitate is just like, and I do like Snake Style a lot actually. Oh yeah. I don't think Snake Style, especially when you look at the Doomslayer's dial, these aren't the same hundred points. If no. these are going to be in the same set, these are not the same hundred points at all. Uh, Snake versus Doom Slayers is, is a rough match. I mean, he does have stealth, sure, but like, yikes, man. Just yikes. So, but like, there's that, you know, the the trade stealth, the cardboard box stuff, that's really cool for Snake. I like that he even throws in Liquid Snake in there, which is really cool. I think it would have been neat if uh, him and Liquid Snake would have shared stats, like they would have the same stats. I always like that, like when they do that with Thor and then they did that with Ragnarok, they shared stats. Yeah. Like, I think that's cool, and it's like clones. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, that's I mean, one part in yeah. this. Guy. <laughs> um uh, another thing is like link.
1: Sorry, go for it. Well, yeah, I don't know if you were, t- if you were mentioning this as well, but, uh, link and Simon both like pretty. Yep. Quick exactly what and, like, say. Uh, nimble characters both start with leap climb top dial, which just makes it feel like an activation click. It feels like I have to push off of that in order to get around better. Um, so Link actually gets a lot better on Click Two. He starts with a 7, 10, 17, oh, yeah. 2. on Click Two. He's a 7, 11, 18, 2. but he also has instead of leap climb, he's got sidestep. Instead of uh, willpower, he's got close com- or combat reflexes. So it's like combat actually reflexes, a twenty yeah. for close. Um, it just feels like these characters like their dials got a little like shuffled. Because I think Link's dial would make way more sense if he has an eighteen uh, combat reflexes top. Uh, it's like Link is like one of those characters when playing in like a game, doesn't ever get like weaker when you're like swinging your sword and stuff. You never like get like sluggish or anything like that. Uh, so like a lot of his right. stuff would make like way more sense well, if it was just like that's kind of
0: true for like all video games, isn't it? Like. In ninety percent of video games, no matter what damage you take, besides the the red on your screen for some of it, you're always kind of like the same thing. You know, Doom Guy always shoots his bullets. Don't do less damage all of a sudden. You not know, kind of like, like in real life, I guess. You know, if you shot of me of in the leg, my gun still does the same. Jeez. Oh, the depressing yeah, like, game
1: that i have been playing. This war of mine, you get injured. It's not. And you start. You play it a lot too. Every forever. time ever
0: every time I, I'm on Steam i see me playing this War of Mine game and I'm like, he explained it to me and it does not sound it's fun and I don't so know why
1: hard. <laughs> it hurts me to play um, I do really like that he took the time to do all of the flavor text not just like the flavor text for the special powers, That is cool that but is cool. all the flavor text like that would be on a card um, as Calder mm-hmm. pointed out with uh, Doom Slayer sometimes the flavor text doesn't really like translate as well as I would like it to like link has his leap climb is hook shot to me. That would just be like improved movement, uh, elevated, maybe hindering. I don't know. You typically like, yes, you use the hook shot to like get over like gaps sometimes. Um, but I think more often, as far as like hero clicks would go, it would be like getting up elevated, uh, you're not really gonna like, use leap climb to like punch somebody up at a higher elevation. Uh, that would be like where his range comes in or something like that. But uh, yeah, I I like the hook shot. Um, Link just has like too many too many like gadgets in his extensive career of being. A uh, adventurer. I don't really know where you would he fit does. all of them in into his dial, but he literally, like, I mean, just in Breath of the Wild alone, he probably has access to every power that Heroclix, like, has available. Um, in Ocarina of Time, like, he for sure has, like, Energy Explosion, uh, Psychic Blast, uh, Blades, Flurry, like, all kinds of random stuff.
0: I would I don't say... Know missed opportunity for this link if you wanted to make a specific ocarina of time now this one does specifically say uh significant appearance uh link to the past even though this is obviously not linked to the past link um it would have been cool to do a shifting focus ocarina of time where it's like you shift to young link because it's kind of sort of how it is in the game right like i think it is anyways oh, yeah. um you know so like that would have been kind of a cool mechanic you know yeah. Ocarina well, of Time is like the main Zelda game I've played. So.
1: I guess I've never played Link to the Past, or I haven't played it recently enough to remember it very well. Um, but yeah, the the Ocarina in Ocarina of Time also gives you access to just like a ton of extra stuff as well. So That is um, true, yeah. This Link could easily, if it was like Ocarina of Time Link, you could easily have like a, I don't know, 150 point character that has like, because... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The ocarina gives you like time dilation. You can change the weather. You can call a horse from miles away. You can yeah.
0: do all kinds of crazy stuff. Put people to and sleep. just shows up. Epona just shows up yeah. you're like, whoa, I left you at the ranch. Yeah. I'm in Giridoux, Giridoux, Grotted Valley. How'd you what? You were at the ranch. I was fighting a
1: guy with these drums. Yeah. And you just came in here like out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, what in the world? It'd also be cool for shifting focus to be like the giant sword you get from the <laughs> dudes. Uh, I was probably the only person that wasted all that time to get the giant sword oh, and then yeah. to ultimately have it break. Yeah, um, Maybe more people did that. Does. I don't know.
1: The giant knight <laughs> yeah.
0: or whatever. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. then you can turn Dagger it into it, like yeah. the, the razor or something. I don't know. The giant's razor. Or I
0: literally, I saved it for that end Ganon fight Only to be like, you have to use the Master Sword to kill him. And I'm like, well, then what's the point of the big stick? What's the point of the big sword? If the big main boss, you got to use the normal sword. Um, Stupid. Other characters that he did. uh, He did
1: Altair from Assassin's Creed. Again, Leap Climb. Uh, click one and two. Yeah, I, I feel joy. like Altair should have had a special... So, he does have a special movement, which is Sidestep Flurry in the middle of his dial. I feel like Altair is a very... I mean, it, clearly, he's from a game called Assassin's Creed. So, uh, click like Stealth, which he just... Mm. Uh, he has Stealth traded with his team ability. But a click of like Sidestep Stealth, because he's very like Shuffle from like Hiding Place to Hiding Place kind of guy... Uh, Leap climb makes sense in the one aspect that like all Assassin's Creed games, you like climb a lot, but you just give him like improved movement, elevated and hindering because he's like Spider-Man. That would have made way more sense than having no like sidestep top dial because he has sidestep on all the rest of his clicks other than the first two. Uh, His shape change makes sense to me. His super senses make sense to me. His precision strike makes sense. Uh, blades kind of makes sense to me. Battle fury doesn't really, uh, unless it was like his last two clicks or something. Because really, Altair, if you're like going berserker mode, you're probably in like a bad situation and you've failed as like an assassin. Um, but yeah, again, the the leap climb making an appearance. Also four range on Altair. Yeah. And I don't remember if he had the throwing knives. I know Ezio did, but I don't remember Altair having throwing knives, but it's been a long time since that game came out. Um, he made a Koopa Troopa and a Goomba. The Koopa Troopa has a stop click. It's two clicks long with a stop click and it spits yep. out the shell. And then you have to collect the shell to heal <sighs> back up off of the stop click it would have been really cool if, like, the shell could, you could like make a close attack against the shell, um, and then have it like move in a direct path or something as well, uh, mm-hmm. as like Mario kicks really the cool. shells and they just like fly or whatever. Uh, that would have been cool. He made a little Mac from Punch Out. I think I said that already. Although his keyword isn't Punch Out; it's Smash Bros. Um, little Mac works like. Uh, worse version of the Muhammad Ali that we already have, which is
0: he's decent, basically. He's, yeah, he's an all right figure. Um, so here's my problem with like some people not understanding wording. Uh, the question you've been around since 2009, I get the game has been shaken up since then. Um, it says this is his trait counter when a close attack misses Little Mac, and then it says including evade, you don't yeah. have to include that. Because uh, it says in the be, wording of Super yeah, it says the attack misses. So yeah, you when don't you need to include that wording. Misses, the attack misses, by default, yeah. yeah. That's an important thing to remember. It helps clean up the wording a lot for sets to... Not that I fully understand p- every single power in the game, like 100% rattle it off just off the top of my head. But like, knowing that and like looking at powers and stuff just really helps clean up the wording, makes your set feel more like an official set, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, for sure especially since this is sort of based on like the proteus thing when he's missed by a ranged attack, you know? So like could have also just stole the wording from there and then switch range or close, which is cool. Um, So that's another thing. If you know, a figure exists with basically the same ability, steal the wording just straight up. That's what I normally do. If I make a figure, one of the, one of
1: the weirdest entries into this list for me is Diablo from the Diablo series. So like literally like the the big boss monster demon from this, the Diablo series, which of like which as of which there's three entries, um, he comes in at 150 points with the Calder's favorite combo of charge energy explosion, which oh is just... baby charge
0: energy explosion, yeah. Uh
1: so that's like one of my one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Uh, he does have like giant size. He's one of the longer dialed figures, uh, he clocking is. in at eight, eight clicks of life with a lot of, uh, reducers in there. Um, actually probably one of like my, my favorite, uh, dials that he has in this thread, just because of how much it, how much the dial looks nice. The fact that he doesn't have a lot of special powers and he's only got two he's traits. Cool. Yeah. Seems kind of like a missed opportunity, but it's still pretty decent. Um, randomly has just a Metroid from the Metroid series. No Samus Aran. No Samus. Aaron. No, Samus, was... no bosses. Just like the little floating tooth goblin Metroid. Uh, 40 just points for that thing with uh, traded steel energy, Passenger Zero. So here's another like kind of like weird kind of thing he did. Uh, passenger Zero Battle Fury, but does not have protected incapacitate. So... Traded Battle Fury Hmm. so you could outwit it, but he decided to not let it be or not protect it from incapacitate with Battle Fury. Uh, So he can still be mind controlled. Hmm. The Battle Fury can't be mind controlled. Um, Yeah. He can still be incapacitated. He can't be mind controlled, and he can get around uh, shape change, which
0: just seems like a weird thing to leave in. I honestly I've never played a Metroid game. I don't know what these guys do. I don't know like it looks like I could squish that thing with my hands, really. I mean you, I don't know why it has an eighteen cost. They're not
1: really they're not like super tough. It's not like like they can they I'd work be, as like a swarm kind of thing,
0: but they, I'd be weary of squishing it with my hands. It looks, you know, scary, like a jellyfish yeah. type deal. Like, I don't really want to touch that, but like I feel like I could kick it and it would die. It also cannot Maybe use or pick up objects, which I, I think that's fair. I mean, it makes sense. It right? doesn't have arms or
1: anything. So it's got I'm no sure. hands. Um,
0: like the Goomba.
1: Also doesn't start with uh <laughs> doesn't start with its more impressive speed power, charge plasticity. It starts with plasticity, but then clicks two through so... four are charge plasticity. So like once you've already gotten next to somebody and like tried to
0: hold them down, then you can charge somewhere later. I don't so know. much of this set feels like activation clicks when you hide all the the good stuff on click two like that you know like Um, i i get it in video games you have to move around before you get to fight sure but doesn't mean that that can just be a move action like it doesn't have to in everything you have to move around before you can go fight like i don't i I don't get it i think a really
1: good set to have looked at for this would have been the uh, Team and T4 Unplugged Turtles Unplugged set, where they adapted like arcade video games to here, man, yeah. and did like a pretty decent job for those. Um, and then the last thing in the set that I'm going to talk about or mention is the Prince from the Prince of Persia series. Again, mm-hmm. starts with leap climb, ends with leap climb, special sidestep flurry power in the middle that. It feels like you have to activate him again. He has willpower that goes 17 willpower that goes to a seventeen combat reflexes, goes from a ten attack on click one to an eleven attack on click two. It just feels like I have to get off of that first click to get to my good click of sidestep flurry. Um which is just uh it's kind of just bad design. In my opinion, like anytime, anytime you feel like you have a character that you don't want to be on click one, unless it's like a true activation click where like a Robbie Reed kind of thing or like a Shazam or whatever, like Prince of Persia does not like start off as Billy Batson and has to transform into (laughs) the prince. He already is who he is. So the fact that like you get better on click two just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, ah, I've been slightly poisoned. Now I can flurry and sidestep. Like, no, the prince could just do that already. Um, but yeah, overall, I don't
0: want to give him too right. hard of a time because I really like no, a No, because it's of creative and it's fun. Yeah. But I think the biggest knock is the whole too many people feel like they have banner clicks, you know, that you have to push them off their top dial. You know, whether it's intentional or not, that's how a lot of the figures feel. And then, you know, a lot of that can be solved with using improved movement, etc. cetera. I think that's kind of like the biggest uh, thing you notice when you look at this as like a set as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, but I dig it. I hope he keeps going. Uh, we say later on, Simeon like gave his thread to me to look at like halfway in the afternoon and so I finally get to the end of it when I'm looking at it. And I, I see a post by Old Man Howlett that says loving the figures so far. Keep up the good work. Also Nova Shotgunner sucks, which is my handle on HC Realms. So I really appreciated that, Simeon. <laughs> I reply with can't wait to see the rest of the set, which is true. Hopefully there's some more PlayStation exclusive stuff that makes it in. I'm a PlayStation boy. What can I say? And then I say Old Man Howlett smells bad, which is true. And that's also Simeon's uh, handle for HC Realms. <laughs> And then Green Man <laughs> replies <laughs> to both of us, hey, don't make me stop the car, you two. Uh, I'm not going to take his opinion too seriously. His tag for his name is a relic with no resources, so that tells you about what era he's used to playing in. So. But uh, thank you. I really appreciate the somewhat drama we caused in this nice man's video game thread uh, set. So from Superman 64, worst game of all time, to what we say is the best game. It won't anger a ton of people. Tetris? Superman? I mean so you're ranking it from Superman
1: sixty four to yeah, this is our like, arbitrary ranking system we I don't do for know, every like Super Mario Bros remember.
0: two is that that's a pretty solid <sighs> no, uh, Yoshi's Island maybe. Yoshi's Island was so good. Um what? <laughs> Yoshi's Island was good anyways <laughs> okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Jeez, we'll go
1: Super. Since we're going sixty four, let's go Superman yeah. sixty four to Mario Sixty four.
0: I'd say Golden Eye or, or Golden Yeah, Golden Eye. All right. On the range from Superman sixty four to Golden Eye, I am gonna. Geez, I don't know that many other sixty four games. I shouldn't have said sixty four. I need to figure out a good meaty. I am gonna say from from
1: that that ranking of Superman sixty four to Golden Eye. I'm going to give it a Conker's Bad Fur Day ranking. Um, lots of really good flavor text, okay. but miss the mark in some key areas. Needs a little bit of fine-tuning. Um,
0: yeah. All right. I'm going to choose a ranking system that I understand. And that's going to be PlayStation 2 games. So the best PlayStation 2 game ever made is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. That's just kind of a fact. Like, Let's be real here. Um, so on a scale of Star Wars Battlefront 2 being the best PlayStation uh, 2 game, and we'll say the worst one that I played, let's say Pit My Ride, the game. I would say yeah, I was, on a scale of on Pit My Ride, the game to Star Wars Battlefront 2, I'm going to give this a Sly Cooper. I think it's fun. I think it's flavorful. I don't think it's necessarily the best thing on the platform, but I think it's fun. There's our arbitrary ranking system. Thank you to the question uh, for making the thread in the first place, because it is a cool thread. I like video games. I like I like hero clicks. I, I really dig the overall crossover set. So I appreciate it, my man. All right. That ends thread dead redemption. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Cause we had a lot of fun doing it. We don't do a lot of these. We need to do more. It's always a good time, but let's go ahead and jump into the community section. There are dozens of us. This Tuesday, we remembered to ask a Community Tuesdays question, and it's kind of based around all this Scott Porter nonsense we've been seeing. I shouldn't call it nonsense. I love that man. Everybody loves that man. I don't want to get burned down or canceled by the community for saying it's nonsense. Anyways, all the cool Scott Porter stuff we saw, we are talking about sculpts. So what do you think about rare sculpts or common and uncommon sculpts being used for rares and higher up? Depends on how you see it, right? So there's a super rare sculpt that's used for commons and uncommons, or would you say that's just a common sculptor using for super rares? What do you think about all the sculptor use in sets, especially this set? Simeon, what do you think, man? So I'm perfectly fine with them reusing
1: previous set sculpts uh, as long as those previous set sculpts were cool. So um, when the Avengers Battleground set came out, the starter. Pack came out, the Avengers versus Thunderbolts, Masters of Evil, whatever it was called. When that came out, I was okay with it because they had a super rare, a chase. I think it was like multiple super rares and multiple. I was, yeah. Like at least one chase with the uh, Ultron reused, and those were really cool sculpts. That like, if you don't want to drop, you know, double digits for an Ultron, uh, possibly triple digits for an Ultron chase then it was like a good way to get them. What I don't really care for is a super rare Magneto. Well, super rare North, excuse me, having you the same watch sculpt as a rare Magneto. <laughs> and it's almost a sculpt that I feel like we've probably had before. Uh, it's not super dynamic. Like they said, they were going to start doing dynamic sculpts. Um, yeah. And then of course, uh, they've reused the rare chamber and the rare uh, gold balls from the XXS set. So the yeah. rare chamber was a cool sculpt. Uh, I'll even say gold balls was a pretty decent sculpt. They had like an effect with all like the little uh, things flying out from behind them. Pretty dynamic. Pretty cool sculpts. I really wish Scott had had the actual figures to like set them side by side to see if it was a huge change. Um, the, my only problem, because I really don't care that we're reusing the sculpts for uncommons. I typically don't care for uncommon sculpts anyhow; they don't usually have a ton of great stuff going on. But my biggest gripe is that like they're not only reusing the sculpts; they essentially in reusing the sculpt. You have to reuse the figure to an extent. Uh, and that's just wasted potential, in my opinion. Like, There's other things that could have gone into the set. Like, Gold Balls slash Egg had to be in the set. Um, I don't see why Chamber really had to be in the set. And so it feels like I'm just like forced to have these characters in the set when there was no real reason other than like pulling older sculpts in. Uh, so that's, I'm okay with it to an extent. If it's like a really cool super rare or really dynamic, like chase kind of thing. And you're reusing it as like a new rare because you've already done the sculpt and you're just like reusing it as a rare captain America had reused super rares in the rare slots. I thought those were fine. I really liked the, uh, Jane Foster Thor in the captain America set. And the previous one was in Nick Fury, Agents of Shield. I don't like it as
0: a super rare, but I was glad I pulled it as a rare. Thor, but that's cool. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Yes. No. Sorry. I was thinking of the Thor Odinson. Yes, you are correct. The Falcon and her. No, no, no. The the Falcon and Jane Foster. The the rare ones. um,
1: So yeah, I, I like it to an extent. Just when it's overdone, it seems like I'm like you're forcing characters into a set that don't belong there. And also like, again, within this set, the, the rare Magneto having the same sculpt as a super rare, I just don't think that should be done. Super rare sculpts yeah. should be on their own. Uh Same as chases. That shouldn't be something that is in the same set. hundred like, percent for sure. Yeah. Cause it's literally just like a repainting and that's, if you're going to reuse mm-hmm. that super rare for a Magneto down the line, then fine, but do not do it in the same set so that I can tell as easily because,
0: um, yeah, that's just, it's bad. It's no go. It's a no from me, boss. So here's what I'll say. They're trying to justify the cost by making this big article. And you would think that would then be a selling point, but then, and I've said this before, The booster says nothing about there being new and improved sculpts. It says nothing about them being bigger. You know, you should market that. If you're a smart company, you should market that. Unless, of course, you don't want to market it because they're not that impressive, which is now kind of just how it seems. Whether or not that is true, maybe. This is probably all conjecture on my part, but still... Why would you market something if it's going to be so lame? So it's like, let's appease the people that really, really, really pay attention to the game. Look at all the articles and blah, 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 blah. Appease them with their cost. But like for the dude that just plays on his like home table or whatever, kitchen table players, right? He's going to be like, oh man, the price went up. And then he's still going to buy it no matter what because it's just kind of the way a lot of people are. And he's just, he he hasn't seen the article because he doesn't pay attention to the game that much. He just buys it whenever it comes out, right? And he's like, "Why is it more? If it's all the same sculptor use, honestly, kind of feels like worse sculptor use in this set than past sets, honestly. So it's bad. It's rough. You guys, I think you're gonna do way cooler, better things in a Wonder Woman and Fantastic Four, but X Men right now huge takes a huge dump on my wallet, and I just I." It's 100% of the reason. Not just because it's an X-Men set. It's because of the price increase. It's because there is really not anything that noticeable or that good looking about these sculpts, especially with all the reuse. I uh, And it's for that reason that I'm out. As the Sharks would say, I'm out, man. Like It's it's sad. What it is is sad. You didn't... Yeah, I could go on for a really long time just saying like how bad this whole kerfuffle was. It's just terrible. So Kids gets negative points from me which unboxing was it that
1: uh, Scott did where he pulled a character and didn't like, he like set it off to the side. I think it was XXS, So it was another X-Men set. Yeah. He pulled like a storm and set it off to the side. Cause he had already pulled one that he like just assumed was the yeah. same one or something like that. And people are like, Whoa, like did you not have like a rare in that pack? And then, like, upon further viewing, we realized, like, yeah, he did. It just looked exactly like the uncommon or the common or was really
0: bad with it, too. Because, like, I was in a tournament and I used the wrong Iceman because the Icemans I pulled both the same Iceman right in two different boosters, right? Two, or sorry, two different Icemen. One is see through, one is not. They're both light blue. That set was terrible. X success, although it did get high praise, however. For the nice black washes and stuff on the super rares now all the characters in this x-men set however look very flat Uh, they say stuff like dry brushing which is you take a brush you put paint on it you work as much of the paint out of the brush as possible so that way when you brush it against your skin it doesn't feel wet and then you brush it on the figure that dry brushing that technique you normally use a lighter a lighter color of the normal color so if it's red for iron man i will use a lighter red or a more pale red or maybe even a white and i dry brush it and that brings out the taller stuff in the sculpt. So if it's muscles, it'll bring out the top of the abs, the pecs, whatever, right? And then you do a black wash. That is when you dip the whole thing in this mix of black paint and water. That will get in all the creases and then you wipe that off with a paper towel or whatever, right? And that will show the indents in between the abs, the pecs, whatever we're talking about muscles, the indents in the armor. I am not noticing any of those fancy techniques in so far anything not in the super rares not in the chases i'm not noticing dry brushing or blackwash or anything and you could tell there was black wash in that super rare wolverine and several of the other super rares and chases yeah in xxs like that was noticeable that's why that wolverine was so freaking beautiful that and the sculpt was cool yeah
1: yeah but like, you can tell sunspot. that and
0: i can't i yeah. can't tell that in this oh sunspot is black and i get it like that's kind of what he is in comics too oh that's the that's but he's the just uncommon. all black <laughs> I'm talking about the
1: Uncommon. So, yeah, the the (laughs) Uncommon is, yeah, just painted straight black. The Uncommon has the yellow and blue uniform, and on the little, like, card picture, it shows, like, definition of, like, muscles and stuff. The figure that Scott's holding up is, like, a yellow blob with blue, like, outline. Like, yeah, there's no, there's definitely no, like, detailing. Like, the sculpting might be better. It might take to the paint better, but the actual painting on the figure did not have those uh, aforementioned techniques used yeah. from what I can tell, <laughs> which uh, like Let's hopefully read. it's coming down the line and it just didn't get yeah. used on these ones. Uh, I know Scott gets a little bit like earlier of product and like sometimes they say they've fixed stuff since like he got it or something, but
0: yeah. Sure. Sure, they do. Uh, let's go ahead and read one on Facebook, one on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to read uh, uh, just to like get this segment over with because we've been talking about it for a lot and this podcast is already going a little long. Uh, Bryce Bangerter says, We have seen next to any old hero clicks yet. I'm interested to see how the size increase looks. Uh, and yes, we did. We did see quite a few. The size increase is pretty substantial. Um, also, uh, not really. Like, if you're just throwing figures around, it's about the same. It's not like when you look at Infinity Challenge figures with that hand-sculpted, big, bulky, whatever, compared to nowadays. It's not that obvious. It's not that crazy. But the size increase is what I would say like an animated series figure looks like next to like a normal comic book figure. The animated series probably just has like thicker limbs to kind of get all those nice slim curves and everything kind of built in there. Whereas a normal figure will just look a lot slimmer. You know, just thinner, just because it's the way it is, more defined, etc. So that's about it. Uh, but I want to read Len, because he actually says more. He says, it's a rip-off. Some of these pieces look like trash. So <laughs> I just want to make sure that opinion's <laughs> out there.
1: I don't know if i do go right, that Simeon, Go ahead. I don't know. If... <laughs> I like it, though. There's I like a few the that gum, don't look great, gin. but I, I don't know if there's any that are trash. Uh, uh, trash. On Facebook, All right, go ahead and read some on Facebook. We have Derek Benendick, I think. Uh, I'll just call him Derek B. Because I don't know how that last name is pronounced. Uh, he says, so far it's very underwhelming. Do you think getting them in our hands will change our opinions? And that's, uh, hopefully we'll have a few other people do unboxings. People that maybe, I don't know, can reach behind them and pull out uh, figures that from like previous sets. That uh, we'll be able to like actually look at and tell a difference because as of like the Scott Porter and the like digital renderings that we've looked at and stuff, it's impossible to tell uh, in my opinion how much the quality has changed or uh, how underwhelmed we should be because uh, yeah it doesn't it doesn't look great I think the scale looks better and I think some of the characters that don't have like, really bad colors look pretty good like again that sinister clone since he's like a matte black he has a lot of definition showing uh but then you take a common like sunspot for some reason the like yellow paint they use just makes them look like a blob on the camera so it's definitely in my opinion it's definitely going to be a get it in your hands kind of thing absolutely
0: all right. That is enough talking about the X-Men. Ugh, ugh, tired of the X-Men. Let's talk about our YouTube channel. Hey, ladies and ladies and gents. You guys like watching videos on YouTube? I know you do. I just pointed at my wall. I don't know why I pointed. This is an audio <laughs> show. I don't know why I did that. Anyways, check out the Dial H for Hero Clicks YouTube channel. Type in Dial H for Hero Clicks or check out any of our podcast show notes to go check out our YouTube channel. I think it's awesome. I think it's an amazing resource. It is where... All of your Patreon money goes, except for just this last uh, month, actually. But I actually bought Patreon rewards tokens and I bought myself a pop filter, which I was long overdue. So thank you to that Patreon. Shout out to the Patreon. But we're talking about the YouTube right now. YouTube, we do a lot of cool things and here's what they are. We do gameplay, which is primarily Thursday Throwdown. We do unboxings, which is primarily me because Simeon is too lazy to make any videos for YouTube. And then we do uh, mail call, whatever stuff. (laughs) Yes and then uh then we did like our special events which i don't know how many of these special events we have in us um not a lot if they're all like stream rules i'll tell you that but check out those special (laughs) events because those are really fun we have a lot of fun doing making a trailer making the promos for it and overall the game itself was super fun so we do a lot on youtube we make truly unique heroics content the unboxings are just slightly different a little more fun than your average unboxing which i enjoy uh, Thursday throwdowns. No one else has started from the dawn of HeroClix time going forward to present HeroClix and made every single set fight against its, you know, the set that came right next to it. So we're going through time, guys. It's a HeroClix time machine. So check out our Thursday throwdown series. And that's what these questions are about. But also, it was a super long plug for YouTube channel. There's, there's thousands of podcast listeners and there's only uh, 563 YouTube subscribers. So even if you don't, Want to watch any of our YouTube videos? Just go subscribe to the channel, please, please, I'm begging you. Anyways, the questions, and this is why I say this, these questions from Malcolm Rush and Ben Jones are all about our Thursday Throwdown series. So if you're unfamiliar with it, it's not going to make a lot of sense. Which means you're probably just going to turn this podcast off. In which case, I say goodbye. See you next week. But go check out our YouTube. So Ben Jones writes in. We're going to start with Ben Jones because he has three questions, and they all kind of link in with Malcolm's question. So he says, uh, number one, he says, thanks for the Thursday throwdowns that you guys have been doing. I really enjoy seeing these old clicks played again. I can say it was great to see Riptide pulse waving up in the last game. I will disagree with you, Ben. I did not enjoy a second of that happening. Uh, and he said, I was wondering how you determine the point value for the games. Simeon, how do we determine the point value for the games? It is completely random. Um
1: and not random yes. like we punch a random number generator and it gives us a value. It is literally like the day that we're about to record. I'll like me or Calder will start building a team and we'll see what fits easiest with our votes. So if you guys have voted for a lot of high point figures, sometimes that's why you see like a six hundred point game. Um, if you guys didn't vote for a lot of figures, like that's usually when we get it cut down to like three or four hundred. Uh, sometimes it's just a time constraint thing where like we just have other uh, responsibilities that we got to get done and we can't spend two hours filming a like, you know, 800 point game or whatever. Um, so, yeah, just it right. really is just completely random. If you want, you know, more figures and higher point games, you've got to get more votes in because uh, when I only get like the onesie twosie kind of votes, I don't feel as bad as leaving characters off. And a lot of times I have to because, you know, if my point total comes out to, like, 740 and I don't have a 40-point character to take off, I only have, like, an 80-point character and a 60-point character, well, then I'm going to be going at, like, 600 because there's no, there's no way to, like, run, like, two 740-point teams and it doesn't make sense to go higher because that just makes for a right. much longer game. But, yeah, it's... It's mostly random.
0: Um we don't really have any, any It's pretty reason much or like rhyme. seeing what we have votes for. I mean, we don't say like hard stop this set three hundred points or whatever. It's just like we kind of figure out what we got votes for, like what we have to put on the team. So the minimum is probably ever gonna be three to four hundred points. I don't think have we done a three hundred point game? I don't think so. I don't remember. I think we have. might have, yeah. Might yeah. have
1: done back in like and maybe this m&t
0: one was 300 points, but I don't think it was. But, anyways, it definitely wasn't. But, yeah, so like the point value is pretty much random. Seeing what we have votes for, seeing like what figures we have to play, it's pretty much what it is. uh Next question is which game did you enjoy the most? So, this is specifically about the Oreo old carded area, no era that is over. So, Simeon won that with a whole eight wins over my three wins. So I got shellacked and these weren't these weren't uh, back and forth either guys. I won three right away and then Simeon won eight the rest <laughs> of the entire era. Um, it was just shellacking after shellacking dead. after shellacking. It was rough. Yeah. So he said, which game do you enjoy the most? Simeon, you had a favorite game from the this would be from Galactic Guardians to Uncanny X-Men from that era. Yeah, from that era,
1: my favorite is probably the boss battle that we did Uh, Amazing Spider Man uh, versus Fear itself, uh, where Devin teamed up with the evil uh, Alexa to uh, spell Doom for Team Dial H. Um, Other than that one, I actually really enjoyed the Teen Titans versus Wolverine in the X Men one. Yeah. even
0: though filmed that a whole twice times, yeah, guys. we had to live that twice. <laughs> that was two yeah. sets we had to live through twice. Overing the
1: X-Men and Teen Titans, baby. And uh, the only reason I really liked that one was um, the whole time I was like losing, but I was like forcing Calder to work so hard to win <laughs> that it was oh, worth so it. annoying. Yeah. It was so annoying. <laughs> it was bad. It was like the the version. My of favorite like, is kind of a taking lot of my ball and going home, except I took my ball and then forced you to
0: continue playing the game. It was awful. Um, what's his face? Barrier Man, Purple, Green Lantern. Yeah, I hate hate him. Don't like him. Don't like him. Bunker. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, from a mechanics set wise. I enjoyed the team I got in Avengers Assemble, so I thought the Avengers Assemble Trinity War game was really fun. And I also really enjoyed TMNT versus Civil War because I got to talk about rats a whole bunch, which was just probably very <laughs> annoying. But I I heavily enjoyed it. Uh, you know, one more time for, for good old time's sake. Rats, rats, we the rats. We stalk at night. We pray at night. We the rats. I'm the giant rat that makes all of the rules. Anyways, uh, if you want to see me do that, check out uh, episode 27 of Thursday Throwdown. Sorry, episode 28 of Thursday Third Down, TMNT versus Civil War. Uh, ben goes on to write, uh, What was your favorite piece that you played in this era, Simeon? Uh, so, I actually, I'm
1: going to go with two. Uh, from this era, it's, gonna, it's either Dr. Demonicus or Namor, because my Me. absolute favorite type of hero clicks pieces are ones that generate bystanders and ones that generate. Like for free or uh, can generate like multiples where it's not just like you make one and then you're done. People that can make like bystanders throughout the game without like a ton of qualifications. I really like uh, Namor. He was able to like make two at a time. Uh, Potentially he could just make one at a time, but making two at a time was way cooler. So yeah, that was probably my favorite.
0: My favorite figure was when somebody gave me Galactus in in the Chaos War versus Galactic Guardians, <laughs> and it was so unfair. Uh, but I, I heavily enjoyed having Galactus on my team. Yeah, that was a that was a rough uh, that's great. Uh, What was your uh, anything that surprised you while playing in this era? Uh, one of the biggest
1: things that surprised me was Bunker from. Uh, Teen Titans, so I wasn't able to get the win in that game. But the fact that his barrier just doesn't go away unless it's, like, destroyed or he uses barrier again. So that means I can, like, barrier, next turn clear, and then just, like, leave that barrier until somebody, like, decides to break it. And also, he wasn't unique, so it would be potentially, like, in golden age or back when like that set was new you could have two bunkers and just like make a two two like uh, square thick barrier that just like stays there till the end of the game unless someone decides to destroy it so that was pretty cool uh that was something that surprised me was like how just kind of broken that seemed to be um how awful calder can roll sometimes <sighs>
0: Jeez, that's what really I was surprised say. me
1: <laughs> I swear like roll 20 and tabletop simulator just like hate Calder because I think going back through most of these videos I crit hit like at least once per game Calder crit misses at least like <laughs> once or twice per game usually
0: yeah um, which seemed I don't pretty... know if it was as bad in the golden era where I crit, miss push and lose with Superman <laughs> in that one game, that was pretty awful. That was um, bad. but I think I did crit miss <laughs> at least once, probably. Yeah. At least once in every single game. Yeah. It was rough. And then, uh, oh, it, was rough. it also surprised me that civil war
1: had way more like decent figures than I remember. Um, I've only yeah. played a handful and everything that was on my team was pretty solid. Uh, I think, It was like bullseye that I lost right away. But even like had I not lost bullseye right away, uh, he had some pretty interesting stuff that he could have done.
0: Uh, That was kind of the same thing for me. The surprising thing to me was that uh, dice are still dice. No matter what age of hero clicks you play in, this is still 100% a dice game. Um, I'll use an example, not just my crit missing which was awful, Ugh, awful. I really hope my luck turns around here in this next stage. Um, but in our X-Men versus Teen Titans game, the first time we played that game, I was able to get, uh, I almost said Zombie Jubilee, Vampire Jubilee all the way up to her top click. Oh, and in yeah. the second game, she never hit anything and she just died, right? So it would have been a lot cooler to show you guys like the first one that <laughs> didn't get filmed, whatever. Um, I still win both, but it just goes to show you it's wild. Uh, just how the dice are and you say hey, you get good rolls you get good rolls and i think i needed like a nine too for her first attack i even went for you know and if you just get good luck you have good luck and zombie it's all, oh geez vampire it's a vampire vampire jubilee yeah uh, heals all the way up which is awesome so the dice are still dice that was a surprising thing no matter what about this golden age stuff dice oh, are still dice so can't wait thank you so to much Deadpool, ben jones x-force
1: and we get to
0: play Hellcow. <sighs> i really hope I really hope I get Deadpool in the X-Force. I really hope it shakes out that it's way. The anyways, um,
1: vampire of all time.
0: She is awesome. I think we both have a mutual love and respect for help Bessie the Hellcow. I think she's freaking awesome. I mean, anyways, uh, so Malcolm Rush writes in, same thing. Oreo Dial carded sets without cards on the back uh, are, are over with for Thursday Throwdown. So let's ask the questions. He says, best, worst, favorite, surprising sets this round. I think we kind of answered that we went through several of our games and then he said, what did you learn about these sets? Kind of like the same thing when I said dice are still dice. So let's do his last uh, three questions, which is which of those figures that you didn't play in your games that you wish you had a chance to play. It's like a figure that got no votes that you were like, why did no one vote for that? Yeah. Simeon. So I'm
1: not going to say that like any of these figures got no votes. Cause I'm not, I don't remember 100% sure 100%. I percent. you no, I feel you um but I know in fear itself uh so like I got Dracula which is one of my favorite figures from that set um some things that like didn't get votes that I really like thought would have been like really cool uh was uh the cloth or no not the Colossus uh the Curth. Who can run through walls oh, carrying yeah. an opposing character uh, he either didn't get votes or he only got like one if I remember rightly um, so that was like one that was like just kind of slightly disappointing uh, but really like just no Thule Society Priests um, or no I did have a Thule Society Priest he just died so I just didn't get to play it so I guess I'm still disappointed about Correct. that uh, from Teen Titans mm. There's a ton of characters, so there's, like, Static Shock. Uh, he's just called Static in that one. Um, I believe... Yeah, in a, in the Teen Titans set, there's the Chase Superboy Prime. This was also one of the first sets with... Or maybe the first set with uh, team bases. And I would have been super okay with just playing a Gen 13 team base. Because... I think I only got one Gen 13 vote, and that was for, uh, what's the little dude's name? I can never remember.
0: Uh, there's Fairchild and, um. See, I have it in my closet, but I'd have to totally undo my mic to go look at it. So I'm just gonna let you suffer. <laughs> I, I, oh, Grunge.
1: I know you have Grunge, it too. Yeah. yeah, Grunge. There you go. Um, the little tattoos. tattooed guy. Um. So yeah. like, yeah. It would have been cool. I think I got a vote for grunge, but it would have been cool to like have like the team base or something like that. Um, from Slosh, I didn't really care. There was not there's not a lot of stuff from Slosh that I've played. Although while building for the uh, sets appeal tournament, uh, Bizarro is like a standout figure, and uh, so is Hellspont. Um, High Father. There's like a ton of stuff, and uh, the I don't think I had room on the team to ever build with the toy maker, toy master, whatever his name is. Um, oh yeah, yeah, toy. It's just toy man. Uh, but him and all of his toys make for a super fun team. Uh, the Superman action figure, the airplanes, they all like add different stuff when they're attached to him, and they all like do decent stuff on their own as well. Uh, what's another set here? Uh, the Deadpool set was the next one I played. Um, again, I played a lot of stuff that I liked from there. Um, I think Arnim Zola in, uh, Typhoid slash Bloody Mary, the switch click figure cool. two that I really liked. I got votes for superior Spider-Man, but he's 160 points. And so he just took up way too much of the team. And, he's not just 160 points. He's 160 points plus however many spider bots you're going to start with. So he's really cool when you, you start with like a few on his dial, but he's really cool. If you can start with just like a whole bunch on your team in general. And so it was just too many points. And so I couldn't play him either. Um, it is a character that I own and have played a couple times, but yeah, uh, the flash, there's so many high point speedsters in that set. Um, Zoom, Professor Zoom. Um, Man, there's just like... Every single speedster in that set is interesting in their own little way. Some of them weigh more than others. Dark Flash, uh, Regular Flash. Yeah, they're all great. Um, And playing a full, like, Rogues team would have been pretty sweet as well, but uh, that's alright. And then... Let's see, what was it? Trinity War? I think I got a couple votes for Mazaz. And again, he's 210 oh, yeah, I love that, points. Yeah. Mazaz is amazing. Uh, the ability to take like steel powers from KO'd characters, uh, for the rest of the game is awesome. Uh, 210 points is not awesome. When you're trying to, when you're trying to make a video of like a bunch of figures from a set, having one character like displayed, prominently, and not being able to display the rest of the set kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, he was a character I really wanted to play, but didn't really get a chance to. Uh, Same with Tim Hunter. He's one of those characters that works, like, crazy good in reverse-style games, where he's got, like, that stacked running shot, 12 attack, 4 damage click on his last click. Um, And then... Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there wasn't really anything I could do about like, I mean, one of every generic would have been funny. Uh, It would have really been like fun to see, I guess. Um, I think we got a good feel of agents of shield minus the like super rare Steve Rogers who can see through elevated. But other than that, yeah, we, we got a good view of that one. Um, Same with Superman, Wonder Woman. We kind of got a good feel, Again, this is a set where a lot of the characters are, like, 125 to 250. So there's just, like, no way to fit more than, like, four or five on a team without going crazy high. Um, All of, like, the Superman, Supergirl, they're all, like, high-costed. And so a lot of times, that's why I don't think... I think most of the time we play characters either at their bottom dial or, like, second to bottom dial occasionally we'll have a character at like full points, but it's almost, almost never that that happens. Mm-hmm. And then secret, yeah. uh, or not secret war, uh, Captain America, civil war. Um, was it Captain America, civil war? Or was it just, civil it's just civil war. Civil war. No, just civil civil war. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for that one, there wasn't really anything that like I, was missing. Um, my favorite characters from that set are just because they're sculpt. And then we got a lot of the LEs. The LEs are kind of where a lot of like the cool stuff happens in my opinion. But uh, no, there's, there's tons of like cool stuff in the set. And uh, we got most of it in the video, I think.
0: Yep. I would say for me, this there's quite a lot of figures that I really, really wanted, especially when I my situation grew more dire and I was realizing I was losing a lot more games than I was winning. Um, and that clicked for me around Avengers Assemble when you guys voted for Captain America. I like that Captain America, but he's not 150 points, guys. Uh, Rick Jones, that Captain America. And I actually really heavily enjoyed playing that team um it sucked with arcade not winning map obviously but like if you would have given me king thor i think it would have been almost like <laughs> no contest for avengers assembly you see what i'm saying guys king thor and in like 300 yeah yeah we're and like world's finest really. you know we didn't have like steve y'all voted for that cat and like some other trash to be fair i had a good world's finest team it just got done in by my bad dice rolls but there were better things in world's finest uh to give me to be fair i personally wanted to play the lex and joker duo and like that was like the main thing i wanted to play i never actually played mine uh tmnt all right we got to hold full stop what was the tmnt votes guys rat king was (laughs) fun to play i liked playing rat king but all the chases get impervious and stealth when they're next to each other impervious and stealth good powers guys they do free attacks that deal penetrating damage if I would have played a 300 point team against like the 400 point team Simeon had but it was just those chases I would have won those chases are insane I did no one vote for any of those chases That vote for metalhead really hurt me by the way too yeah. um, I'm not going to call anyone out it has three clicks <laughs> of earthbound neutralized <laughs> on what planet was... is metalhead worth a hundred points <laughs> even with donatello are you are you kidding me jeez tmnt you guys failed really hard we got one vote for krang and i was trying to like weasel him in there somehow and i'm like no i can't sadly no it just doesn't work and i wanted to play krang so bad if he would have got two votes would have been different but rat king had to have three votes really rat king anyways Uh, And then the Marvel movie set, there was only one figure to vote for, and it was 008 Hulk. Not a single vote. I could have went out on a high note, and I could have just thrashed Simeon's team with that Hulk. Yeah, it would have even. You guys couldn't even give me that? Are you serious? Y'all hurt me with your votes. And I I know we've said it since the beginning. If you want to mess with me or mess with Simeon, give us bad votes. That Maybe Hulk just vote for good a, stuff uh, now.
1: That whole because like a I'm kind of tired of losing. Top dial <laughs> I think you might
0: have been able to hit a few attacks with him. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, guys, there was a lot of stuff. And Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I wanted to play Zombie Team Base. That would just been kind of mean. But like, I wanted to play Zombie Super Scroll. Whatever. But um, but yeah, if I'm going through the sets, it's a bit of a pained, hurt reality when I'm looking back on all this. at at my losses I've acquired. So um, let's see what happens in the future. Uh, Next step number five, which set figures could still compete within today's game? So is is there a set where overall you would say pretty much all of the figures could compete within today's game?
1: I don't think so. No. Um, Yeah. There's definitely like sets that have more figures that could compete in today's game than others. But like even Avengers assembled, like Avengers assembled, like there's like Alif for hundred and forty nah. points. That's Yikes. bad, yeah. or seventy-five points also bad. There's like the Hawkeye that's not nearly as good or well costed as like current Hawkeyes, um, and those are both like commons. Uh, the one that probably has the best shot, I'm gonna say, it's got to be Superman Wonder Woman. So not only does it have the uh, the colossals with the colossal retaliation thing, but it also has uh, a decent amount of like little reporter dudes. So you got like your twenty five point Jimmy Olsen with perplex, and then you've also got like Superman Red or Superman Blue, who have like decent stats and decent like dial lengths and whatever. Um, so I think they there's definitely like the Clark Kent who can spit out the Superman on his last two clicks. It sucks trying to get to those last two clicks, but, um, that's only like 55 points where, in other sets like that same ability would be like 90 or 80 or something like Dr. Faustus with his bystanders or not Dr. Faustus, Dr. uh, Demonicus with his bystanders is way more expensive. Um, Clark Kent is fifty-five, and Doctor Demonicus is eighty. So yeah, he's thirty-five points more, um, and he's less clicks long. So I think yeah, Superman Wonder Woman maybe world's finest. Um, I didn't personally play World's Finest, so I don't really know if there's like a ton of uh, support stuff. But I do know in like Superman Wonder Woman. There's cheaper people and then there's also like all the the world needs to know people. So you can build a pretty decent team with those guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think especially with Colossary's Retail, everything. I mean, I think you're probably right with Superman, Wonder Woman. I am obviously incredibly biased towards Guardians of the Galaxy. I bought I buy so much of that set. The chases are really the only super playable thing in it. There's a few figures here and there in it, but I think really Simeon hit the nail on the head with Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, and that is all of the questions we have. However, both Malcolm and Ben failed to talk about the thing that maybe brings me and Simeon the most joy, and that is making the thumbnails for the videos. If you don't know this, at first glance, and that the small little thing you see on YouTube, you don't really get to see it, but we make really cool thumbnails where we dress up, we cosplay as either our MVP or the most realistic/slash easiest person to dress up as that we play on the on our team. So another thing that could factor in votes: vote for a character you want me and Simeon to cosplay. I'm personally really looking forward to Simeon cosplaying uh, Stiltman in our upcoming Joker's oh Wild versus Superior Foes of Spider Man game. So I can't wait. So. The question I'm going to ask us, because we're reminiscing on the age. You can also uh, page, see
1: the full-size image on our Instagram page.
0: It's true. If you want to see it, go follow Dial H on Instagram. All we pretty much post on Instagram is the full image for our Thursday Throwdown thumbnail. So there's a reason to go check us out on Instagram if you have an Instagram. It's Dial H for Hero Clicks, like it is everywhere. Um, so what I'm going to say to Simeon, the question I'm going to ask is, what was the most fun you had with a thumbnail? Like, Which is your favorite thumbnail that we made? just overall
1: overall from this last and then we can say
0: like what was the most fun like costume
1: okay um i'm gonna say overall was probably when i did dr octopus from secret invasion
0: oh no 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 no, no. from the era from the uh, era, from man. this era come on, okay. come on we're talking about the era we're talking about the era bro that All was right. a good one though that was funny
1: yeah i was wearing a black shirt with a paper towel to look like I had a suit with a white shirt underneath, but it was really just a paper
0: towel tucked into
1: a black shirt. So
0: we decided this man should have a proud. billionaire character. Just want you guys yes. to know that, folks. <laughs> this is what he used to make a suit and tie, and we decided that he should uh, have the billionaire character. <laughs> um, from the
1: last set, man, speedball was really fun. Um, holding that pose hurt. Like way too much Uh, I think Dr. Demonicus was probably like my favorite Uh, it just turned out really well for how little effort I put into it I'm wearing a sock on one hand my cape is just like the sheet from my bed I'm wearing a red jacket with like white tape and red pants and then I painted my face white so yeah I mean, (laughs) so little work, but I I feel like it really captures
0: the sculpt pretty well. I'll have to agree. I think for both of us, the uh, Age of Ultron versus Nick Fury is great. That was the first time (laughs) where I ever like really, really tried to make my guy look like uh, someone's sculpt when I copy Black Panther. And I did three different like thicknesses, transparencies of my Black Panther costume, which I thought was hilarious. So that one was really fun. I personally enjoyed where Simeon uh, didn't get me his images ever. He just like was just like could he had to, he had to his he had to peace out, and that was the Invincible <laughs> Iron Man versus Legion of Superheroes. Uh, we yes. didn't get our images done on time, and so for some reason when I thought of uh, Detroit Steel, I thought of the Lego set that had Detroit Steel. So I found images of a Lego Bizarro, the Lego Detroit Steel, and then I put Lego heads over where their heads would have been that looked like us. So I found like a Lego cowboy had a hat that looked like mine. And then I, I typed in Lego hipster. Once again, if you want to find any picture of Simeon online, you just type in <laughs> uh, X, and then hipster after it. And you'll eventually find a long haired brown, you know, brown beard, brown hair guy with glasses, you will it'll work. It'll work. So I, I got a Lego head for Simeon. Now, that was pretty fun to make up. So I thought it was great. So, yeah, we had some good thumbnails and I cannot wait for the next round. So just to end us off in this category, guys, if you want to vote for Thursday Throwdown, you can go to the last video, leave a comment on it. It's probably the easiest way to find it now. Or the day of when we upload the video, we uh, share it everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter, on Discord. And then you can vote in the comment section of those posts for what figures you want us to use in the next set. The next set, Simeon is going to be building out of Spirit of Spider-Man. I am building out of Joker's Wild. Uh, So please go vote. Give Simeon someone terrible like Ares, and then don't vote for pretty much vote for anyone but GeoForce from Joker's Wild. Like vote for uh Jakeem Thunder. I don't even want to play Jakeem Thunder, really. You know, vote for just vote for cool figures. Vote for the figures you guys want to see us use from Joker's Wild and Spirit Frost Spider Man. It'll be a good time. JSA. And is that good. is No, Simeon, go. I was gonna end it. Uh, so go. I was gonna say JSA is a good theme team. JSA is good. JSA is a good theme team. Actually is you're right. Incorrect. Ah, uh, that will end our community question segment. So let's go ahead, finish the podcast off with a Jedi legend hero. Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home
1: and rethink my life.
0: We're going to be talking about hindering terrain. It has a few uh, cousins in the in the world of hero clicks, like water terrain. Except we're going to be talking about obscuring terrain. And check this out. It acts like hindering terrain, but only for line of fire. And it does not affect movement. It's simple. It's cool. It is the white border squares on your Heraclux map. Obscuring terrain, ladies and gentlemen. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. Thank you, Jedi Legend. All right, guys. That will end the show. So, as always, I'm going to remind you. I already did the, the spiel for YouTube. If you haven't even just pause this podcast right now, just subscribe to our YouTube if you like what we do on the show, if you think my mic sounds even somewhat better because I bought a pop filter and all this other fun stuff, then feel free to support us on Patreon. You're going to get cool action tokens. You're going to get cool stickers. You can maybe even work your way up to a t-shirt. Ooh, ah, what? Whoa. Um, so you can get all sorts of cool stuff. Also, you get to see behind the scenes things. So I, I sometimes post when I'm working on a project or whatever, Hero Clicks World uh, for our Thursday throwdowns for our... Extreme Rules, and hopefully we get to do more special, funny, host games like that. You're going to see the blooper reel, the behind the scenes, all that stuff. That's on Patreon. You'll get to join our exclusive Patreon Discord. When we hold tournaments, you'll be in that Discord anyways. But guess what, buddy? You are kicked out as soon as that tournament is over. That's Patreon-only territory right there. So join our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Seriously, all you guys gave us $1. The amount of content and cool stuff we'd be able to do would be insane. Uh, but seriously, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. You can check us out on Podbean, iTunes, anywhere it's found. If you want to, you just want to keep track, keep up in the world of Dial for Hero Clicks. And you haven't yet, go ahead and like our Facebook page, follow our Facebook page, like our Twitter, follow our Twitter just to see all that stuff. And you also have a nice uh, revenue stream. Sorry, not revenue. Uh, whatever, a stream for your news. It follows a nice little path. We pretty much share everything that's current, any article. So if you want to also just have a nice uh, avenue, that's what the word I was looking for, for your news, go like us on Facebook and on Twitter. I think that is all I got to say. Oh, wait, one more thing. If you enjoyed Extreme Rules and you don't like playing Popper because, ha ha ha, that is not, that is not the tastefulness of hero clicks that you want to play. Well, does billion dollar Bruce have a tournament tournament for you? Now I'm a Rowdy Ranch hand, so I can't I'm the working man, so I can't talk about this tournament. But Simeon, do you want to talk about the tournament that we're gonna be holding after Christmas this year? Yeah, so
1: sometime probably in probably the, the start of
0: January. Sometime in the, the nearish future, when everyone's done
1: with holidays and has time for things like this. We're gonna get rid of that nasty popper stuff that you all have been talking about and looking at and stuff. We're gonna wipe the slate clean, and we're gonna build a better Hero Clicks tournament from the ground up using only convention LEs, super rares, or no, not super rares. Super rare primes. Super primes. You gotta you gotta shell out the money for these. You can't just have any random super rares floating around. Chases and ultra chases. So we are going to be running a tournament. We're going to be working out the details and the prizing, but uh, suffice to say it'll, it'll be the Prince format. It'll be the opposite of the popper. Um, and uh, hopefully people like this format a little bit more. And uh, you know, that the whole popper tournament scene will just fade away as the Prince tournament oh, reigns supreme. Really turn it up to eleven on this, <laughs> but no, I, I think it'll be fun. It'll give everyone a chance to like play, uh, not just play like you know their expensive figures that they would play during normal tournament, but exclusively their expensive figures. Um, we'll give more information later, but uh, it won't be a prove you own it kind of situation. Sadly, Calder said no. I wanted people to actually send me yeah. a certified check so I could make sure that they uh, you know, Jesus guy. <laughs> make sure that their figures were legitimate, and uh, you know,
0: of of a higher stature, I guess. Because you wouldn't have allowed like borrowing either. Because like, what kind no, of no, person no. who? I figured we want to borrow anything. No mooch house going on here. It's just more. We've had to totally own everything. So, so yeah. So, for any questions you guys might have, we're going to cover that later in the tournament. I'm going to have a legality list. Everything else is pretty straightforward. Obviously, super rare primes, chases, ultra chases, con exclusives. But because con exclusives can kind of get a little muddy, I'm going to make a legality list for that. The term entry will probably be around 5 to $10. And we're going to get a lot of that closer, more figured out. So once we get that figured out, we're going to make a post on Facebook and Twitter. You'll be able to sign up there. You know, just as soon as you make the PayPal, you'll sign up. I'll get everybody a nice list written down. It'll probably cap out at 32 people. I don't think we'll get crazy that many, but if it does, you know, that's fine. And we need to decide whether or not we want to do pod play or blah, blah, whatever. So, but just so you guys know, that is the format we're thinking about. It should probably be 300 points. And then you guys can start thinking of things, start building for it, start getting excited for it. And then we'll have more details for you guys later. But that is, that'll wrap us up for the show. So, Simeon, oh, actually, really quickly, shout out, of the show shout out to Nuvisky. On yeah. episode 256 of Dial H for Herocooks, he commented, <laughs> <So long ago. laughs> why have they never made Bishop's sister shard? <laughs> and at episode 256, 13 months ago, I was like, wow, what a random comment. Why have they never made Bishop's sister shard? I didn't know Bishop had a sister named shard. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen, we stand amidst the accomplishment. Yes. 13 months later. Not only does Shard have her own figure, but she's also a bystander and a really good one at that. Yeah. So this goes to you, nu- Nuviski, on podbean.com on episode 256 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. When you asked 13 months ago, why have they never made Bishop sister Shard? This one's for you. Have a good one, man. I hope your dreams <laughs> have come true. All right.
1: And with that, the show this, is over, over. I promise. <laughs> if this podcast didn't dissuade you enough from ordering some X Men House of X of your own, uh, I know for sure I'm going to be buying some singles. Uh, but if you want to pre order, the pre orders are live at coolstuffinc.com. And soon, when the set releases December 9th, singles will be available at coolstuffinc.com. So go ahead and check them out. They have cool stuff in stock every day from the latest sealed and singles, you know, to everything else you might need. Token packs, whatever, dice, things, you know,
0: check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. And as always, happy trails. M-m-m-maybe no, 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 no.